What's up, Hard Luck fans? This is Chumahan Bowen from The Virus Bunker. I'm coming to you with a little bit of an intro to part two of Father and Sons. Here we had a question hanging in the air. What was it like to have your dad shot up? Crispy Notes was uh, about to answer. Hear the answer and then hear how this episode goes deep. It goes further. It goes harder. Everything's just live, unscripted. And what you're hearing is family love and pain and struggle. Open, honest, heartfelt, hard. Enjoy. This whole little mold that's you know right, that's right, set upon right, right, you. Hey, Cranks, Cranks, yeah. like um, like about a month ago. Yes, maybe it was down at the Pico Youth Center. Yes, uh, you want you introduced me to your son, and you said, Correct. "Why don't you talk to him about school? Why did you do that?" Um, in my family, man, I'm the I'm the black sheep of the family, man. I got sisters that I got a sister that's a lawyer. I got another sister, a social worker. I got a, a brother. He's he went to the service. I got a I got cousins that are doctors. I got other family members that are school you know um the reason why i told you is because uh they've told them stuff you know they've told them stuff and i don't think he bothers listening to other to people in the house you know what i mean mm. and um the reason why i told you is because i'm looking at you as a successful lawyer as somebody that's right here with us and how do i look like it, it goes back to to back then too man how do i look like telling this kid not to be gang banging and not to be doing this not to be doing that if i'm if I, I'm not a lawyer, bro. I don't. I never went to UCLA. I never went to any kind of school. I can't tell him. What, I, like I said, I barely finished high school. I, I, I didn't even finish high school. I got kicked out of every school in Santa Monica, man, since the fifth grade. How do I look like telling this kid, hey, man, you got to go to school. You got. I don't know nothing about school. You know what I mean? You I know really what, don't. man? To me, that when I hear you say it like that, to me, that takes real courage. Because you are recognizing, like, okay, I got a deficit in a certain area, and I don't have the, necessarily the credibility to tell him. I want him to do better than I did, and I can't tell him because I didn't do it myself. So I'm going to go to somebody else and say, hey, and a lot of men won't do shit like that. And so, Chris, like, when you hear your dad say that, like, do you feel what, what comes up for you? I mean, I, I've been thinking this at the end of the day, like, we're from the west side, you know, so it's like, I think, like, that, that that right there is just a blessing on its own, so it's like, man, I have, I have this kind of structure, you know, like, this kind of, not even just for my family, you know, like, we come from, you know, we come from, from, like, it's a little neighborhood and this and that, but, since I was a little kid, man, I, I was, I was able to read, when my dad got shot, I, I got, I got, I got those, ther- you know, those therapy sessions and all that kind of hold stuff. Hold on so a second. Like stop, stop right there. Uh, stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you something real quick. You want another thing too? Why I told you to talk to him because I know that my credibility has been shut out in certain areas. Right. And I, I, today I can accept that responsibility. That's why I'm saying it takes courage. I think that that's a brave, yes. that's a that's a courageous thing to be like. I, I want. I know I can't I, say it in and, that, so I'm gonna ask somebody for help. And I'm working on my credibility today to 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 reestablish that relationship with my son. You know what I mean? Uh, but I know I did a lot of wrong too. You know, I'm keep it real with you. I've sure. He's seen he's seen shit that he's not supposed to see. He, and I didn't show him anything good, man. You know what I mean? I, I showed him how to just have his word and to be to be down for, for a cause that wasn't even a real cause, man. That's so interesting. Let me ask you this, Chris, for real. Like just as a man, just as a human being. 
okay? Take off the take off the clothes, take off the fucking armor, take off the fucking identity. What's it like for a young kid that's when your dad gets shot? What do you go through? I still remember that. Um I actually picked up the phone like when they called the house it, my my godfather called the house. Um My godfather called the house and then pretty much I just like passed the phone and that's the first thing I was maybe young at the time, so I don't remember it, how, how I did, you know, my cousin and stuff like that. But, man, my dad was in the hospital for a couple months. Um, I was in a coma. Yeah, he was in the hospital for I a couple could. months. Um, you know, I just, like, when I went to school, everybody would, like, to, to this day, you know, everybody still remembers, like, I was gone for, like, a couple months in school, you know. But, um, like I said, if I wasn't... Did you it, cry? Of course I cried. Um, and, and I, like... Looking back now, you know, you think, like, that might have had, like, a, some kind of effect on you and this and that. But um, I was lucky enough to, like, grow up on that side of town. You know, a lot of people, like, South Central, Compton, L.A., you know, you get family member get shot. You don't get no kind of attention, you know, like, no no kind of support. So it's like. What support did you have? I said, I have, I have a family, you know, I have a family. But besides that, all of those, like, counseling services, you know. I remember a lot of going to the hospital, um, and pretty much like to be honest, that was like around the time where like since then it, it everything just went down like downhill. To be honest, um, what do you mean? Like ah, once once my dad got shot, it wasn't like it wasn't no more. Um, that's like pretty much like when my when our little family en- like ended. Like how so? Um, I mean, after that, it was like. My mother and my father always had problems, and, and like it didn't didn't last much longer after that. And uh, that was just the beginning of it. So it's like, I guess uh, looking back now, it's like ah, getting shot. You know, see my hearing my dad get shot um, wasn't like was already you know a lot to deal with. But I guess uh, you don't realize at the time it's just that because you're already used to it, or you know, like hey, I'm like. Hell yeah, man, I'm used to violence and all that kind of stuff. When I was born, like, my mom's brother got killed, so it's like... <laughs> yeah, but your dad is, is close to you. The dad is the superman to the to the son to a certain extent. Like, whether you like him or you don't like him or he's this or that, he's a, he's a figure larger than life. He's the protector. He's the guy that's going to get in the car and help you look for them dudes, right? And then when he gets shot and he's in a coma... You are confronted with the fact, the very real fact, that human beings are frail. Like, he could die. And so you said you went through therapy. Was there anything, any insight for you that came out of that? No, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's something like I'm still, ah, we had to get over, you know, recently. Um, Like, pretty much until we had, like, that bond, it was like, ah, I couldn't understand all that stuff. So so it's like, when my dad got shot, I wasn't even, um, I wasn't even like, I, that's the time that I was mad. I was mad at the time. So it's like, to did be you, honest, did you get I, mad at your dad? Um, it wasn't mad at my dad for, for that reason. It was mad at my dad for like, it was just, so you, I was just mad at a mad little kid, so you know? So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it real with you. Yeah. So after the, before all this stuff was going on, there was other stuff. I was, I was into gangbanging and stuff like that and doing other shit, man. And, uh, I, I should have been a father and I should have been a family. I was married at the time and I should have been a, a husband and, uh, and I wasn't none of that, man. And uh, you would thought you would think, or 
my thought would have been like, oh, I need, once I get out of this hospital, I made it through. I came, I just came back from from. I just got out of the ICU. I I made it. I'm here. I got a second chance at life. Right. Uh, uh, you would think that I would that that would that would slow me down and start thinking about my family and start thinking about about you know like doing the right thing. But that didn't even slow me down, man. After that happened, I kind of thought I was uh, untouchable, man, and. And I was out there back out on the streets after uh, I wasn't even supposed to be out on the streets. I was already driving around looking for, like, you know, going out there trying to, like, you know, get revenge or, or out there doing my thing again. I mean, doing my thing. And, um, did you feel invincible? Like, did you feel like I survived that? Therefore, I... At the time, yes, I did. At the time, I thought I was untouchable because uh, the way I got shot and the things I went through. And, and I got shot. Well, one of the bullets, I got shot three times. One of the bullets hit me in the jaw. The other one hit me in the heart. And the other one hit me in the, in, in the stomach. And uh, uh, like I said, I was in a, on, a, in a, on a respiratory, on a ventilator. I was both my lungs collapsed. My, I had a heart trauma. I had a, a esophagus ripped. A uh, bunch of shit, man. My jaw broken from the bullet. Uh, um, I survived that, man. And uh, I thought, man, I got away, and I just I forgot all about 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 that, man. I forgot how close I came to death and how close uh, I was I was to entering the gates of hell man and also um and also um the people who were dependent on you you kind of let, yeah, let that slide a little bit too that 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 was the main thing you know i would think you would think that i would sit there and calm down and be a father to my son or be a father to my daughter and that didn't happen You're and, then, and then and actually my and i had another daughter that was born three days at, when i was in the coma i had the, i got shot june 3rd and my daughter amanda was born june 6th man and from and a from a, a from a you know, from out of and yeah, crisp. I see you shaking your yeah. head. What do you? What's going through your mind? Yeah, pretty much. That's like when my family fell apart right there. But um, yeah. Um, what does do it mean to you though that at that point your family falls apart? Do you feel like that fucked you up in some way? I mean, you know, um, all the anger had to come from somewhere. Uh, at the end of the day, like, pretty much me and my dad like never never talked to like never talked the same after that um yeah like pretty much we didn't have the same bond after that kind of stuff because it's like i couldn't even um i couldn't get back to him after you know it came from came out the hospital and stuff like that it was more like had his new problem to deal with and from there it's like shit we've never been the same since are you looking at his face, Steve? Are you looking at Chris's face? Yeah. Mondo, look at look at Chris's face. It's, it's emotional, bro. His eyes, his face. I can see that uh, there's a lot behind it's, that. It's deep stuff, man. Because, yeah. like you said, I wasn't a father after that. I was out doing my thing, man. I was out messing around. Uh, I was out being a gangbanger. I was out selling dope again. I was out. Like I said, you would thought you would have thought that 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 would have slowed me down, but it didn't slow me down. Like you said, I thought I was untouchable. I thought I was. And uh, by me doing all that, I let my family fall apart. But, dude, listen, and, uh, that's true. I'm not even minimizing that. But to a certain extent, you know, now, you, you know, no mind-altering substances. Here you are on the show trying to, well, like, work through some of this. You guys have done your own thing and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, crisp, for real. Do you feel like it's too late? Like, hey, man, like, when I needed you, you went crazy now you want to show up and start telling me what to do? What the fuck? Do you feel that? Yeah, straight up. It's like, I mean, um, yeah, at some point it's like, I ha I've, I've already, um, I mean, I'm at this age where I kind of feel like I know my, like, not even, I feel like 
you have to like i've been lost a lot of times in life you know i know myself though it's like um a lot of things uh, you got to be dedicated you know if you want to be you want to be like a warrior successful that kind of stuff whatever you know you got to be dedicated so it's like um there's a lot of people that that i think it's hard it's hard to forgive you know and it's like have you forgiven he, your dad that's a key word right there I, I've made my amends to him and I've told him look man hopefully you won't have to go through the stuff that I put you through and hopefully you find a woman that you fall in love with and that you treat her right and you guys could make stuff last you know and that you don't have to break up a home and hopefully you can have your family and be a, a good father to your son you know but until then hey you don't know what we don't know you know and, and, and maybe you won't have to go through it and hopefully you don't but if but if you do, you know, hey, then you're gonna probably understand. Hey, whoa, look, you know, this is what happened, you know. Well, what I was gonna say was, like, on the one hand, I'm gonna tell you straight up, Chris. While you, I believe you've made some gestures. Like, I can feel that you've made some gestures because I don't feel that the forgiveness is total. Do you feel that, Steve? No, I, yeah, I, I think I, I don't think we're gonna get to all of it. In I'm this not show, even, I'm not trying you know? to. I'm but not trying I, to. I I, I'm actually. Like there's definitely. Uh, there's there's things. Yeah, it's. I, I, and I'm trying to help Crisp a little bit in the sense of, I want to advance the ball, right? So I want to call it out and be like, okay, absolutely. And, and, I, and I've told them, man. The sooner you can get over this this hump, and and I understand, man. I understand. Like I said, it took me a long time, man, to, to forgive my father, father. And I've recently told, and I'm gonna keep it real with you. I recently yeah. told my dad, you know what, dad, I love you, I love you to death. I, I'm willing to give my, my life for you, and I and I appreciate you everything you ever did for me. And I and I told him, you know what, you weren't the best father, but you were, you tried your best. And uh, and that was until t- t- and he looked at me and and I'm and I was and I was glad that I could and I was able to tell him, you know what I mean. Luckily, he was still around, and and now, to, and now, uh, to this day, I have a good relationship with my father, man. My father means everything to me, and I t- I talk to my father now, and and we we joke around, and we laugh, and we and we talk, and it's no more uh, disrespectful stuff, and no more being mad at him, man. I just now I enjoy the moment with every moment that I get to have with him, you know, because tomorrow's not promised. And so let me ask you this, because you know, right now we're listening to Crisp, and he's 24, and he's telling us like, I I know me. I already know. And, and and let me ask you, Steve, at 24, did you think you already knew? Uh, absolutely. No, I don't Cranks? Of course. Uh, when you were 21? No, man, when I was 16. Like, I had him <laughs> when I was 16. I thought I knew everything. Every 24-year-old hates to hear this. Because, listen, I bet you when Cranks, and I'm not saying this for any other reason, but I'm saying, I bet you when Cranks uh, went through that whole thing that he went through, got shot, all this other stuff, I bet you he thought he knew what he was doing. I bet you if you would have went along and said, hey, Hey, Mondo, hey, you got to calm down, bro. You got to calm the fuck. Let's count to 10. Listen, let me. I bet you he would have said, yeah, that's you. But I know me and I know what I got to do. And do you see how in a weird way, it's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same, so don't give me that shit. But I'm saying, do you see how in a certain way when Mondo now that he's a little bit older and I, I feel what you're saying. But do you know now when he's, he's, he's also talking about making amends with his dad. Do you see now how you're 24 and how it might kind of be similar vein once people are trying to talk to you and say, hey, you know what? Like maybe you got something else that, 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 that. And you're like, hey, I'm 24. I know what I like. By the time you're 24, you got to have it figured out. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen for you, blah, blah, blah. Do you see how that's similar or is it different? It's kind of similar, but I I wouldn't be saying I wouldn't be saying I know myself without recognizing my my faults and things like that. Um, You know, it's like. The way I feel, to be honest, like yeah. it's a word that I that I heard the other day. It's 
magnanimous. It's like showing somebody that's your rival or less powerful than you um, some kind of compassion, you know? Right, so, so generosity. It's like generosity, and that's, and that's the way I feel like about people in general, you know, just like people that, that have, like those, those people that, that they have jumped me, you know? It's like, hey, some other people jumping me in a little bucket car. That's probably the, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you have to have like some, something in your heart that, that helps you look past that and it's like become, you know, um, pretty much those losses are like, you gotta look big, you gotta look past that. So it's like, um, I look past all that stuff. Like, I look past a lot of the stuff we talk about, you know, but it's like, all that stuff helped me maybe did it. <laughs> There's still a but. I got a question. I, I want to address Vin. So, we were on a path we were talking about getting like I know there was points in times where you felt like or you expressed that you needed to go all the ways over to here in order to start defining who you were that and I want to know how that breaks down do you get what I'm saying Jumon? well 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 so so yeah let's back it up for a second because there was a piece in there like when we went into the to the the cranks crisp route, we 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 were just covering one base, which was, but the next thing that that because Steve, like your thing is, I'm not gonna let a woman tell me what to do. Like, I'm running the show, like I'm in charge. Like it's going to be the last thing. Blah 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 blah. blah. And that's your right. You got to the right to determine how your relationships are going to be. How is it hearing Vince say, because my dad was the star, essentially the dominant one. I became passive as a result. I don't like it at all. Do what it, what, you hate it. I don't. Well, no, I, I, I yeah, man, because I don't want to. I want to be that dude, maybe in some other areas, but I don't want to be that man in my house with my kids. Man. Right, and so Vince is like the opposite of you in a relationship. He's like, I'm gonna let her run the show. Right, but that's that's. I mean, that's all right too because that's you know whatever Vincent chooses to do, he he's he's not me. I don't, I'm not, I don't, it isn't what, where he ends up with it. Yeah. That bothers me. Yeah. Okay. All right. What bothers me is that was I implementing this thing where somebody else didn't have the freedom to be themselves. You know, what's crazy though. Was I suppressing just because of my personality? I gotta, I gotta figure out where to fit in around this guy. Like I, I hate that. If I was that guy, I'm going to tell you like on to a certain extent, like, no matter, and this is something we can all learn from because it's not just you, it's everybody. Everybody thinks they're trying to do something, right? Like, like you were saying like, well, I was actually trying to soften up a little bit because I didn't want that. And like everybody in the parenting situation or even in a friendship role, we all think we're doing something, right? And then actually some other effect is actually happening. Right. Right? And, yeah. it, and it's important to, to Acknowledge that, I think, to give us a little bit of humility when people are trying to tell us, like, hey, you know what? It was like this and it was like that. And you're like, well, well I know myself. I, I wouldn't have done that. So, Vince, what? On, on, so, so, so on a scale of one to ten. Yeah. If we looked at my, like, how I see my self-actualization. Like how, Go ahead. How much I know myself. Um, I would say at the age of 26 that honestly, I am probably at a one of knowing yourself. Yeah. As As zeros being I'm dead. How old is your son? My son is uh, just over a year and a half. He's 19 months old. He's a good looking kid. Looks like a young, like a little Rocky, like a Rocky Balboa. Stud. Stud. All right. 
Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So everybody goes through this, right? At some point, you kind of pissed at your parents and you blame them a little bit for the fucked up shit that you do because it's like, oh, I came from a broken home and I did da-da-da-da. But now, right, who you are, and you just told us, like, I was missing from a year in his life, right? Very impressionable part of his life. Are you able to own that? Like, are you able to say, like, you know what? I, I could have made... I'm a smart dude. I could have made a different decision than my dad made. Like my dad did this and I knew how it felt and here yeah. I am doing it again. Do you, are you able, what parts of that do you own? Like, do you say I should, I'm fucking up. So I, so I bring it up, say, say it's not a coincidence early on just to show the connection of it. Yeah. But I absolutely, um, I try, I, I, as if we broke it up percentages, I probably own 80% of it. You know what right. I mean? Because because the reality is that like when I wake up and as I go throughout the day, the most important thing going on is me, is how I feel, what I want, what's going on with me. Right now, if someone with that type of complex um, having a child is very difficult because um, because the child has needs that are different than yours. So now, yeah, now I have to look at my day as in like, wow, now I have to spend X amount of time thinking about what's good for this person. Right. And not only do I have to do that, I feel morally obligated to do it, which means when I don't, I hate myself more and I feel more shameful and more guilty for not considering this other's like life's needs and whatever. Right. And I also think that like, I mean, there's always the argument like I'm doing, everyone's doing the best they can. I'm doing the best I can. This (laughs) is the fucking, which is, I think is just some like mental masturbation. Um, By the way, Vince, I actually agree with you on that. um, I argue that point as well. I agree. But on the surface, on the outside, I mean, I can explain my intentions and what, like what was going on with my drug use and fighting with my baby mama, whatever. She's a great woman. I don't have anything bad to say about her. Right. But the bottom line is that. I that I'm fucking selfish and I'm self-centered and I have this like degree of like narcissism and like sometimes I can't look beyond myself and that I wanted crystal meth and heroin more than I wanted to be in my son's life. Damn. And you and and you can't argue it and I could paint it up in a pretty little bow and whatever. But like the bottom line is that that's what I wanted more. And and the reality is that like I have because that's been the case, my kids' parents on his mom's side and everyone else, it's like that's the lens they have of me. Right. And the way I, I I stay on some level stay um accountable to the fact that I was like that, and the truth is they probably are gonna have that view of me for a long time, is like I can't really argue with that much. I can't really have much I don't really have like I don't really have much say when it comes to like styles of parenting or like uh, lengths of visit or the amount of visitation I get. Like I take ownership of the fact that like I just wasn't I mean, no one's prepared to be a parent when they are, but it's just that that's who I am more or less or that's who I was. So. I, I, I don't know. That was kind of vague. At the no. End. So, Steve, hearing that, do you identify with that? Like, do you feel that? What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, when I have to listen, man, to be honest, I mean, you know what Matt, Matt Blondell used to tell me? He goes, you love your kids, huh? And, and I'd be like, yeah. 
I love my kids more than I love myself. Oh, is that right? <laughs> and he go like, so, but you're, you're stuck in a motel doing dope, right? Yeah. But you love your kids so much that you can't stop doing dope. You know? Right. And, and, and that shit would hit home, man. It was like, there was something preceding my kids. And, 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 and it was and, an obsession with alcohol and drugs. And that's like, look, so look, and, and that brought up. And the, I think the reason why I have this realization about like what's what's just fucking going on, that dope is more important than kids. Is that like growing up, it's like my dad was like, you're the best. Yeah. I love you. Right. Like, da, 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 all this shit. But like at the same time, it's like, but you're gone for a year, like a full count. I'll flip through a whole calendar book a couple times and you're not around. Um, would it occur- so would you actually have the thought like, hold on a second. If I'm so fucking great, why the fuck isn't that enough to get you to stick around? Um, I don't know if I posed it as, as like directly towards, like, I didn't look at myself saying, like, am I valuable? Do I matter? I looked at it more as, like, this dude's full of shit. This wow. dude's straight up lying to me. Right. That he says he loves me. He says I'm the best. Even when playing baseball, dude, you're going to be a star. Like, all these things, it's like, you're fucking lying, bro. Because if, if that was the case, if in all reality you believed I was the best, that you loved me, you cared about me, then that would be your baseline. That would be the engine behind your decisions. But your decision that what it was just like it's more like fluff. You know. And what I mean? So yeah. let me ask you yeah. this: What does it mean then? So let's say okay, you're lying to me, right? Mm-hmm. Then logically, next step, what goes on after you come to terms with like, hold on, this guy must be full of shit. Then what do you think? Like, I guess I'm not the greatest. I must be fucked up because. Or how do you, how did you interpret it after that? I wasn't able to hear it um, from anyone else who told me. So whenever I would get like a good compliment from anyone, I wouldn't believe it. And it got to the point even when I'd be in like relationships um, that like if a chick told me she loved me or even if on on an extreme level of like I'm even like hooking up, having sex with a chick. and She says she's getting off. Yeah. I'm like, she's fucking lying. So like, like literally I have to, I have to see the only time I could tell, like, I'll just use the relationship examples like that. A chick loves me is that if she's literally crying or crying her eyes out saying she's about to kill herself, if I leave, (laughs) then, then I kind of believe she's being serious. So, okay. So the effect then for you was that all positive comments were pretty much bullshit. That can't be the real story. Yes. That's how do you survive in a place like like what's that like to live in a place where you're like, man, if they're complimenting me, that's just good government bullshit. Like that's not real. What what is what that seems pretty tough. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I'm trying to think like how I would just navigate. I just seek out the most extreme validation I could. You know what I mean? Like because because just like the regular validation, you know, wouldn't. Dude. And it, it wasn't it wasn't like I wanted it. It was more like I couldn't breathe without it. That's you know what interesting. I mean? You know, and the thing is, 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 is so then but then but so I'm hearing this and I'm like, man, that you know, that's crazy. And then but then I'm like, when did you first pick up? Like, you knew what it did to people. You, it, the man that was the man of your life, it fucking fucked up his life in a lot of different ways. How did you 
how did that decision process go? I mean, you must have realized what you were really doing. I, I always wanted, um, I, so, uh, so, so up until I was the age about like, th- like 14, I was very anti, anti drugs, drinking, tobacco, everything. I was like, me and my buddy kind of like made a pack. We're like, we're going to be professional athletes. Yeah. Like drugs are for fucking suckers. Right. Like alcohol is for fucking clowns. Right. Um, right. However, then I like tried smoking weed and drinking and I was like able to balance it all. But I, I the think the first I time. Think, wait, 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 wait. Don't skip over that. Okay. Don't skip over that. Yeah. You make a pack with a buddy. Yeah. You guys. And by the way, you look like you could be a professional athlete. You guys are going to be fucking professional athletes mm-hmm. for suckers. Yeah. How did you take your first drink? Like, how do you go back on that? How the fuck does that happen, Vince? Um, I was in Fort. I was fourteen, and I was in Mexico, and I think up until that point, like, I had like fucked around with a few. Like, I'd like hadn't really had like a girlfriend. Maybe like kissed a chick, but like, I had. I was finally. I was in Mexico, and I was with my buddy Lion, and. uh we were fucking, we were uh, in this like very rural town, like only Spanish speaking uh, Mexican people. And there were these like other two white chicks, like the only two other white chicks in the whole fucking other, this whole little fucking like 300 people town. And they were visiting from Canada and they wanted to hang out. So Lion's like, yeah, let's meet back here at like 6 p.m. We'll we'll bring some beer. You guys can bring some like vodka and orange juice. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, and like Lion was like, "Look, just just sip on the beer a little bit. I, I know you don't want to, but just be cool." <laughs> and uh, so, corrupted yeah. So, so we're like hanging out with the chicks, and all of a sudden, I'm just, I'm so shook and so just like socially awkward. Yeah. And at that moment, it was like the first time I had ever been like paralyzed socially for being sober, and. uh and, and wait a second. Is it because of the of the girl? Were they older or like what was it? So they were they were both sixteen. I was like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. And Lion, Lion was sixteen, but Lion had told them that I was sixteen too. Yeah. And uh, so you're entering some new territory. I was like, I was like, this is, yeah. And and the whole time, Lion's like pumping me up. Yeah. To be like the super rad surfer, fucking <laughs> super like anti-establishment, just fucking hardcore dude. And I'm like, and I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, just let's calm it down with all this. So they're drinking the vodka and orange juice. Right. Me and my buddy are drinking the beers. Yeah. And Lion starts kind of, my buddy Lion starts making out with one of the chicks. And I'm just sitting there awkwardly. And I'm just like, fuck, like, I don't even know what to do with myself. So I ask her, I'm like, give me some of that vodka. And I just take a chuzz, like I chuzzle it down like a good, like probably like two three ounces probably like two three shots worth in like one shot yeah and nothing really happens i feel weird and like he and i do that like two or three more times and all of a sudden i'm a fucking social butterfly right it was like just release from everything and i like took my shirt off i got i got i got i got the other chick i was with to take her shirt off too and we like went swimming in the ocean and then i started making out with one and then I was making out with both of them. And then line was getting all fucking sideways. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So now it makes yeah. sense. So, and then once you realized it didn't kill you and it eased your social anxiety or whatever it was, then you were just kind of like, whatever, that's just part of partying. And then it just escalates from there. Well, 
at that point that fed me more than the hope to be a professional athlete did. Right. So I was just like, this is, I was like, this is this, this like, whatever you want to call this, like partying or connection, like was just the most important. It took paramount over like it was literally like i had that drink and it was like everything in like my values just rearranged you know what and let's not minimize the kind of legendary status of that i mean look you're 13 you're in another country a mexican pueblo it's super authentic you're hanging with older people no one speaks english fucking canadian chicks they're 16 Right, you're there with Lion. Who Lion seems like the kind of guy that was cool his entire life. He's been cool his whole life. his whole fucking yeah. life. He's been cool, right? Yeah. All right, and you're there. You're the youngest one, and he's pumping you up. You're Mr. Anti-establishment Surf Pro, and you're probably all locked up. Can't even talk. They probably think that's cool. They're like, "Wow, this guy's so fucking cool." He's like a strong, silent type. You know? <laughs> Meanwhile, you're freaking out. Yeah. Then you say, "Give me that vodka," like a fucking like a champ. You yeah. guzzle a couple of those, and next thing you know, you're making out with multiple chicks and swimming in the ocean. Yeah. I could see how that would take yeah, pressure. A, really <laughs> a spiritual, a straight <laughs> spiritual awakening. Yeah. Right. The whole trajectory of my life changed. It changed then. It changed the first time I got like a blowjob from a chick. Yeah. That changed everything. And then right. also, the last time was like the first time I tried some like good fucking scante. So basically, though, what you're saying is, is that so it starts with that. And then as it goes, you start to learn and have a different knowledge. I think I, I mean, I definitely when my, alcoholism was killing my dad. Yeah. Right. Like he and I remember being a kid, me like, I ain't ever going to drink. And then when I finally got drunk, I had that experience of like, OK, so this is what it's fucking about. I get it. Yeah. So. Steve. um, Oh, I well, let me, a little bit of that. There. Well, I wrapped it up for you. When you came back, I wrapped it up. Now I get that. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because there's parallels between your guys's Vince and, and Steve's story and, and Crisp's and Crank's stories. And then mm-hmm. there's also slight differences. There's a little bit of differences in everything. Crisp, from your viewpoint, from where you stand, what do you see as like a difference in the relationship between Vince and uh, Steve as it's different from you and your pops? I, I mean, uh, I think I think Vincent is um, he, he's like been a little bit more mature. I mean, he's been he's been more mature um, about I guess the things that he's had to go. Through. I mean, things he had, he's had to deal with, but also it's um, you know I, I guess uh, no, nobody thinks that I'm that I'm Caucasian when I go to school or anything like that either. So it's like I've had uh, my own little. My own struggles, you know, even between like like racism. I mean, I'm not gonna say racism, you know, but it's like um, I've had to deal with like being in the streets and stuff a little bit. Um, kind of the same way that my dad, like, kind of the same way that my dad has, you know. Um, right, right. Vince has never actually had to be in the streets. Right, right. Vince, let me ask you a question. Does that do you feel like? Um, have you ever felt like you had to prove yourself or anything like that because you weren't from the street and your dad? I don't feel was- accredited. I, I like I like I just don't feel accredited the, the same way that uh, um, that I've I'm privileged. I'm 
fucking privilege. I've grew up in Venice and Santa Monica. Like my, you know, even though my my dad was around for a lot of my childhood, somebody wasn't. My mom remarried. We live in Santa Monica. Like I'm very privileged. You know what I mean? So like I've I've been given like a lot of opportunities to like excel in school and given a lot of financial um, gifts to like make my own life and i just didn't so why didn't you why didn't you why didn't you vince why didn't you (sighs) i mean i'm i'm lazy i i think that there's there's no it's hard to have like a fire on it's it's hard to like self-impose a fire under your ass like like my dad and Cranky, like, they, 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 it seems like they came from a place where, like, they didn't really have a choice. How Cranky said at the beginning, like, the, a lot of, like, his work that he did or a lot of, like, his past came out of, like, necessity. Right. Like, their characters were, they didn't choose to, like, become who they are today. It was, like, it was more of, like, a survival thing. And, like, I've been so comforted and sheltered on some level that it's just, like, I didn't have to. Like, yes, I had the opportunity to, but if I don't, nothing's going to happen to me. So, so, so if I were to do it, it would be out of virtue. Right. And I, and I don't think I've, I've matured enough to appreciate that or to, to go after it, I guess. yet. Because Cranks, though, when you say it's out of necessity, Cranks admitted though, Cranks admitted right here in the court, this court of law, Cranks admitted, he said, you would have thought that after I came out of that coma and got shot up, right, and I almost died, you would have thought that I would have made a different choice. And he's realizing now he could have. He actually could have at that point. Maybe not when he was 13, maybe not when he was 12, but at that point, he's clear, right? And your dad, Steve, uh, I mean, I don't know exactly what his upbringing was exactly from whatever, but I'm pretty clear that as he got older a little bit, he had some choices. Like it wasn't a necessity for him, right? Uh, I would say like maybe a little later down the road to have to go through some of the things he had to go through from an economic, socioeconomic situation. So part of what I'm hearing you say is that the legend, the mythos, the mythology, right, of guys like Crank and guys like your dad it's part of their, it's part of their, it's part of their bona fides. Like when I show up to places, it's my diplomas. That's why Steve is always like, tell them what school you went to. Wherever we go. So he's like, hey, tell them about your education. Tell them about blah, blah, blah. Right? And I'm like, why are you doing that? Because he's like, these guys, they'll respect. They know how hard it is to do those things. So I'm like, all right, bump. But for your dad and for Cranks, their bona fides is the, the dirt, the shit that they went through and prison. Right? So... For me, I think it was like, I think that's why I fell into drugs on some level. Cause like I wanted to have a rougher story. You know what I mean? I feel like everything was all peachy. Like I, I had like, like I was set out. I was like, I was like put on this like nice aircraft and I was like, fuck it. I want to, I want to bring this fuck in. I want to jump out and skydive out of this like fucking great spot I have and like start from the ground. You know what I mean? Ain't that some shit? But the, that's yeah, stupid. Man, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's, not, it's fucking it stupid. It isn't. It's, it's immature. Like, it's stupid. It okay, is. Okay, well, you can call it that, but that's what young men, like, it's, okay, look at Not all young not men. Not all young men. Not all young men. That's right. That's right. But I think there's a mochi, there's some mochismo thing 
that 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 goes on a, a lot of times. Okay. But, yeah. But it's like this, bro. It's go like ahead. This. Go I'm ahead. Gonna only I'm only going to relate it to like this. Go ahead. When it's time to leave the pad as a young man, yeah. you usually don't leave saying, we'll see you later, dad. It usually gets to the point where it's like headbutting. It has to be. Right. Because there's a man reaching like his level of testosterone right. where he needs to define himself. Right. It's almost like the two aren't going to match. So one's got to define himself. He's got to cut out. And I almost think like somewhere in it, like if you don't have that experience, then you've got to define yourself some way. And sometimes it's maybe going down to define yourself. The thing that drives over. me crazy about Am this. Am I making any sense? Yes, of? you are. You are. You are. Because I know a lot of I know a lot of marriages, actually, women who marry guys that they regret it now, but it's they're fucking stuck. But part of the reason why is because they butted heads with their parents so bad that they just married the next guy that was coming because that was the only way they were getting out of that fucking house. All right. And the same thing with a guy where it's like, okay, I'm butting heads with they're trying to control me. And the only way is I'm going to have to just leave this place to make my own money and they can't fucking tell me a thing. But what I'm saying is, is ain't that a bitch? If you think about it, cranks, you know, <laughs> takes crazy chances, does all this shit. And I'm sure somewhere in the back of his mind or in the forefront, he's thinking, I'm trying to make it so that like my own fucking fruit don't have to do exactly what I went through. Same thing with you. Same thing with your guys' parents, maybe even. And then you get to a point and your kids are like, I had it too easy. I had I had to make it harder on myself now because you guys did too much of a good thing. Or <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is. But let me ask you something. Do you feel like you? Do you feel like you already accomplished doing that? <laughs> I mean, the streets have sharp teeth, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm definitely not cut out for them. Um, I still have this like. I mean, dude. I mean, like drugs. I've my brain on some levels fucking hijacked. You know what I mean? Like the the feeling you get when you get loaded, the sensation, it's it's you can't quantify like how you feel. Like it's the ultimate thing and I have such a bias towards the near future that it's hard for me to like say I'm done with it all. Yeah, I want to say I'm done with it all. The PC answer would be like, yeah, I'm sober, I'm going to show up for my kids' life, I'm going to fucking be responsible. Like, yeah, 100% that all sounds good. Yeah. But in the light of the havoc that I've created in the past and yeah. my pattern. Yeah. Um, fuck. I mean, I don't know, you know, and an honest answer would be like, I have no fucking clue. Right. Cranks is not, not, well, what are you saying to that? Crank? That sounds real. Steve, you, you, you understand that. One hundred percent. I'm I'm the guy that definitely was like, uh, given the experience to understand that. But you know, and and listen, you know, um, you know, my son brought up a really good point, um, because he brought he made something so crystal clear, bro. When something really really matters to you, when it really is that important, it's gonna cross through your head when you're in life. While you're doing life. Like, I really think about the actions I'm taking a day at a time, how it's going to affect him. Yeah. What my daughter would think and how it affects her. Right. And my grandson. Does my grandson need to see his grandfather back like any other way than with his head off? Right. Like, I actually think about that shit every minute, every day. 
with a thought or one of this or what a you know somebody pissed me off like i think about and i didn't man i mm. didn't think about my son or my daughter i thought mm. about me first and today it, it it simply is i don't know why it took me so long to get to a place where i did that it's the same thing as me getting a fucking ticket for not wearing a seatbelt, and and I'm pissed off at the CHP officer. And when you said, you know what, motherfucker, you're my partner, man. And what if you fucking got killed in that car yeah. and you went through the windshield? Were you thinking about me as your business partner? Yeah. And we have all this shit. And right then, it was like I really couldn't say shit. And was I thinking about my kids? Was right. I thinking about my grandson? Was I no? So that's more like a habit of me driving without the seatbelt. I need to remember to put it in. Yeah. But when I do remember my daughter, my son, my grandson, I put my seatbelt on because what happens to me, Matt, what happened, what I do affects the people around me. And I really was full of shit, man. I, I was selling stories, a bunch of fluff. And I really wanted to believe it, man. You know, Chumon, is that your baseline? Say that. What, what is what my baseline? Do you think about your, your put your put your put your thing? Do you think you have a little boy or little girl? Little girl. Do you think girl. about your little girl when uh, you come to like this podcast or when you're at the gym or when you're at work? Like, is 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 she playing a role in like each decision? Okay. All right. I'll be real with like, you. Like, I'll, I'll be yeah. real. I'll be yeah. real. Okay. Because 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 I feel like me me and my me and Stephen just said that like in a way to exemplify our selfishness and our like general tendencies but like maybe everyone doesn't do that maybe no this is what i'll say and i'll be i'll be totally straight up about this so when i when i so there are times right like when i'm coming home okay and i was telling steve this when we had the seatbelt episode because it's not when steve when steve gets mad and you're trying to hit him with like facts he it's he doesn't take it too it, does, it doesn't go down so easy right and right. Like, as his partner you always have to be like all right i got Gotta face Steve and tell him like the truth. <laughs> I know, but the point is, is, um, and he was receptive, but it, it was funny. But in that episode, uh, there are times when I'm coming home where I'm right by the house, and normally I would take my seatbelt off before I get out, before I even park or anything, because I, because I'm only like two blocks away, right? Efficient. Definitely do now. When I reach to do that, I got. The one time I take that thing off is going to be the one time I get in an accident. I'm going to get a glass shard in my head and I'm going to be in a wheelchair with my daughter for the rest of my life. So, no, I'm not taking it off. I leave it on. Now, when I go to the gym and I'm lifting, do I really think about my daughter? No. Well, I don't know. Like, about, I don't, like that's going to bring you more health. You're going to live longer. Like, I is, definitely is, do that, but I am struggling with nicotine. I'm struggling with nicotine. I got, I got, I'm uh, drugs done. Do you, do you still put like a half can in your mouth and drink a diet Coke and take a shit before no. the end of the night? No. What I've graduated to, first of all, no more diet Coke. That's Why? gone. Why? What's wrong Sparkling with that? Sparkling water. I love diet Coke. I, I do. No more chemical shit. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fine. I mean, except, except, except for pre-workout. I admit, you, and my wife hates it. You gotta my wife stop. gives me shit. You got to stop breathing then. No, 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 no. I, but, but no sucralose, no okay. whatever. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, point is, is I don't drink the diet shit anymore. And personally, me personally, Coke Zeros, I fucking love them. Okay. But it doesn't matter to me as long as it's sparkly. Okay. I like the burn, the carbonated burn. Yeah. All right. I need that. Right. Okay. So I've gone from two cans. It was two cans. A day? A day. Okay. And what I would do is, it's the first time I'm announcing this. (laughs) I'm just to fucking throw it out there. It's like, I'm being real with you guys. 
two cans a day. Steve knew this. I had to eventually tell him. He was like, I remember when I told you, like, all those years ago, and I told you what I did, you're like, man, you never cease to surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to take two cans of Kodiak. Uh, not Kodiak, uh, Grizzly. Okay. Started with Kodiak, moved to Grizzly. Okay. Uh, long cut wintergreen. Right. One can per cheek when I took a shit at night. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't chew all day. It was my reward. Right. And I would put those two in and I would get a, such a nicotine blast, bro. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, when you guys describe heroin and shit, I know it probably isn't anything like it, but in my mind, I'm like, that's how I would be. I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I shouldn't die. <laughs> no, no. A lot of fucking niggas. Wait, so, wait, wait. When, you'd, when you do that, would you like put, leave them in for like 20 minutes and then put them back in the can and save them for the next day? Too? This is what I, you want to know? Yeah. This is true. <laughs> and when I was in law school, this is a true story. I decided I was going to save some money. So what I do is I put them in when I take a shit and I've timed it. It's about a seven minute or. Okay. Okay. And then what I do is I would take one and save one and have a fresh new one along with that. I could never just do for some reason. And I think it was a lie in my mind, but I always felt like when I'd already put them in and, and, and done it, like I'd lost some nicotine. So probably not. No, that's probably true. So I would have one used can and one new one. So I would save one for the next day and a brand new one. I had a system. I had a whole fucking system. Right. And then I would brush my teeth hit a cold and I would put them in the freezer, Coke Zeros. <laughs> and it, it was best if they had a little bit of ice in them. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking hit those. And I was doing that. And then, and then with my wife now, she's like, I'm not having that. Right. Like you ain't doing it. So now where I'm out is a half a can. She knows this. I've told her of what they got now is this thing called Zen. Oh, I've seen it. Like pouches. They're like pouches. It's just straight nicotine. There's no tobacco leaf in it. Right. All right. So I take half of that and put it in there, but it's straight nicotine. And, 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 and I'll be real with you. I fucking like put them perfectly sequential around my jaw so that every surface of the fucking thing is hitting my gum. So I'm getting maximum fucking nicotine intake. And do you feel it? Absolutely. You are an addict. Yeah. You're a real one. I, I'm such a real <laughs> addict that I didn't tell my, because I stopped for a little while and I yeah. didn't tell my yeah. wife. And the truth was, is that, um, dude, you, this is a great story. I didn't tell my wife. Uh-huh. And then uh, we went and got life insurance. Yeah. And they did the medical test. And I was, I didn't think like, how long is nicotine staying? You said, I'm not smoking. You know, are you a smoker? No. No, 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 no comes back and they're like, he's got high levels of nicotine in his blood. And that lowered my thing a little bit. And she was like, this is something you got to tell me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I found these. And she's like, I'm not really that mad. You can't do this forever. I'm not really that mad at that. But, And so it got to a place where you want to know if I'm an addict? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm an addict. I used to take my, my like where the gasoline, where you put your gasoline in the little door, I would have my little puck. nicotine pouches, puck. my little puck right in there and close the door. Now I walk the dog every night, go out, take a thing, put it in a pot. And I almost and I almost think at least fifty percent of it is the rituals of all the shit that I do. I really think that. You were going to walk the dog, right? Yeah, I take the yeah. dog out, pick up the thing, put it in my pocket, walk in. Spit it out, a little gum. Little well, but because it's zen, it's oh, okay. spearmint, and there's no tobacco. So then I can go use the restroom, do my thing, get the blast, <laughs> and then go. So do I think, do I, I do think about my daughter. I do think, like, what if you get cancer, dude? Yeah. What if you lose your jaw? Yeah. You know, and your daughter's got to be like, that's my dad, the man with the half jaw. I do think about it. It fucks with me. 
Um, but does it stop me? Has it stopped me? No. I, I, I guess if you have a past of being quite like accountable and responsible, like the need to be aware of thinking about your kid isn't as prevalent. You don't have to like think about it. You're like, you're already a responsible person. So your default is to consider your kids more frequently than someone who has like, you know, a, a past of being irresponsible and grandiose and self-absorbed. You know what I mean? I will tell you this. I definitely am when I'm at work, there are times where I want to quit. Like I'm so fucking tired. Like, there are days, like I start at four. I w lift weights, right? Then Steve and I got about 10,000 different projects together that we're both working on. You guys got to follow Chumahan on Instagram. Right. His, his motivational speeches before the gym are fucking exceptional, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I, my, and that's always been the case for me. When I wake up, I'm at my high point. By the time I go to bed, I'm ready to kill myself almost. Cause like it's like I don't know what it is about the way my mind works, but when I wake up, I'm fresh. Doesn't matter how bad the day before was. So I always know that going to bed, I'm always at my lowest. So I wake up, and then by the time I'm going through the casework that I got, right, and I'm just like, and my wife's taking care of the baby now, so it's like I'm the one doing most of the stuff. Then I got a couple of contract attorneys I got to keep on top of, keeping on top of them. It's not that easy. And then dealing with my fucking assistant, and then dealing with all this other shit, right? There are times, like, where, dude, this might sound immature, but there are times where I feel like I'm the only person right now that's working my fucking ass off. I get this thought, and, like, I'm on top of a million different things, and, you know, my, my so-and-so can't just do this? Like, what the fuck? Fuck this. Why don't I just fuck everything? Hey, what if we all just fucking let it slide, and I start thinking like that, and then I want to quit, right? right? I will look at a picture of my baby. I got a picture on my desk and I got a picture on my phone and I will look at her face and I will say that right there. Let, let me show you. This little baby right there. I'll look at her face, right? And I'll look at a picture and then I got fucking shit on my fucking phone and I'll think about a couple of things. I'll think about how she is so frail right now and so vulnerable. She can't even speak the language. She depends on us so much. Like, she needs us. She needs me to show up. Like, she needs me to show up here. She needs me to show up there. And then I think about my wife. And I think about what our baby did to her vagina. And I think about how my wife did it with no drugs. And I think about how much my wife has changed from the girl that I knew before the baby to the girl that I know after the baby. Like, she's very responsible. She's very, I mean, the baby, the, she bundles the baby up like we're in fucking Alaska. I tell her, I'm like, we're in Southern California. It's like 70 degrees. We're part Eskimo. What the fuck are you doing? But she, she is on top and she's breastfeeding that baby, all that stuff. I think about those things and I go, dude, you know, that's all in your head. It's going to change. How you feel right now is going to change. And, you know, you need to show up for another five more minutes and then usually during that five minutes i have a something shifts you know how it is you've been right. doing something where you're like i can't do this another and then you go like okay 10 more minutes and then all of a sudden you have two more hours right, 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 right. so that's what i do for sure 100 percent. yeah and and nothing supersedes that nothing no supersedes that like that reef like thinking about the kids and like your wife and 
the 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 turmoil the vagina's been through like nothing supersedes like that when you think about that there's not that thought where you're like fuck it i'm gonna i'm not gonna i'm quitting my job anyways i don't think i could 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 live i think i would have to go i would have to do something more mentally distracting in order to live through that because when i grew up man i was so alone I was so fucking alone when I grew up, man. Like, it was just my dad, and he was a raging alcoholic and no mom. And there were so many nights that, like, I was, like, I would be beaten to the point of, like, shivering, breathing, that, (gasps) you know, that kind of fucking shit. And I would be thinking to myself, like, and, and, um, that made such a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I have a bad taste in my mouth about that. And I'm like, for my little girl and whoever else comes next, I don't want them to go through that. And my biggest gripe, like, when I think about my life, like, in my childhood, like, one of the biggest gripes, I won't say it's the biggest one, but the one I think about the most is how much further along would I be if I had had a stable house? Maybe more. You don't know. You don't know. But I think about these motherfuckers I got to go to boarding school. What if I had been introduced to the classics when I was 12? Like, what if I was driven to understand Seneca when I was 12? Right? Like, what if I had that? And I'm going to say this. We're all in a situation we're in. So you can't second guess anything. But, but just you, as much as it's false to say I would be further along, it's false yeah, to say you're right, I wouldn't. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So for sure. my daughter, I'm like, I don't know I'm going to make it stable, fake stable. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because I hate that too. Like, I'm talking to you, I'm going to talk to her. Like, I'm talking to Steve, I'm going to talk to her. But in terms of saying what you think in your intellect and in your intellectual development, that's fucking important to me. Personally, me. I'm interested. I'm interested in what you think. I'm interested in showing you variations. I'm interested in developing your mind. What you want to be when you grow up, I don't know. But I am interested in what you know, what you think, how you think, what manner in which you think. That, that's my driving passion. For, for, for almost, and that's not just for her, actually. That's for you, Vince. That's for Cranks. That's for Steve. If you guys notice, my role on the show a lot of times winds up being like, what do you think? Socrates. Crispy, right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Your son's got it. Your son knows philosophy. Yeah, my son knows a lot of things. You know that your dad asked me to send him uh, the... He wanted a primer on Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, so he asked the me. The five dialogues? He asked me to send him, uh, I knew exactly what book to send him, which is the Little, Har- uh, the little Oxford book on the, pre- the, on the Socratics, on, on Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, the initial Greek, mm. whatever, and he's been reading that. Mm. Yeah. Right? What do you call it? SAC? No, I, I tell people to remember. You want to remember the order. It's spa. I'm going to jump spa. in the spa. Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Well, we don't even know if Socrates really existed. Yeah, if it was just Plato. If it was just right? Plato. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. But what's interesting about Socrates' story, 
the coolest thing that the, so Socrates was a guy that this is why you're, why Vince says this. Socrates was the guy that went around challenging everyone's thinking. Like they uh, didn't a gadfly. Like, a gadfly. Annoyed everyone. Yeah. Annoyed the shit out of went everywhere, knew everyone, got invited <laughs> to all the dinners. You gotta read hey bro. You gotta <laughs> get on this cranks. You gotta read this book. Bro. But this guy would go everywhere and no matter what a person said they thought they knew, he would start questioning them and then before you know it, it'd show him like hey, the whole thing's fucked up, blah 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 blah. Challenging everybody. And eventually he got to the young people. He got to the young people in the city, and he was challenging the young people to think, hey, wait a minute, why are they sending you to war? Do you think about whether this war is just? Right. You know, does that make, they think about it, this ain't Vietnam, this is fucking ancient Greece. This guy in a toga or whatever walking around. Anyway, the powers that be at that time said, you know what, you're polluting the youth, Socrates. You can't be going around telling young people to ask these kinds of questions. That's how we're cancer. Gonna, yeah. spreading cancer. Yeah, you're gonna ruin. You're gonna ruin the society. This society is functioning just fine. So they said, all you have to do is recant your ideas, or you have to drink this poison. It's your choice. And Socrates is Plato's hero because he, without any emotion, says, "Fuck it, give me the poison, man, because I'm gonna tell the truth no matter what." It is gangster. And he drinks, so he sits there when he drinks the poison, right? He doesn't cry, he doesn't moan, and he even had people around him that were like, hey, man, why don't you ease up? Like, you, you got a lot to get. He's like, no, no, no. He settled his debts. He's like, okay, just make sure to give that chicken over back to fucking Fernandes and give back that thing, and I owe $200, and then he just drank that shit and died. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I, I definitely uh, I think, uh, well, it's what you said, bro, like, as I read that book, yeah, that book has the explanations to everything in life. For the, if you can, if you get, I can understand how that everything comes from that, right? Everything. So this is why I'm saying, like, I go, like, what if I was ten and somebody just sat me down and we just dialogue? Like, maybe I didn't even understand one fourth of it, but it was permeated. That's why I'm saying this society for the kids. My whole mission in life now, my whole mission in life, is to help. Uh, Americans, but also young Americans, combat advertising. Like, I want to help them understand, that's my whole mission, is to be like, you are constantly being sold and told all this bullshit that in causes causal relationships that don't really work. You're being presented with false dilemmas. You're being presented well, with... I got a question for Go you. Go ahead. What do you think about, what is your feeling about men fathers being absent for their sons what do you mean by this like do you believe that this is an issue that's going on do you believe that let's say both these young men sitting in front of us that are overcoming different difficulties in their life yeah it's not do you think that for these guys they would be different if me and Craig were showing up on a regular yeah you do believe that without a doubt I don't know. I, I know that they would be different. And I'll tell you something. Um, I think for a fact that they would be different. Now, would they still have their own shortcomings to battle? Of course. Absolutely. But would that battle have a different flavor? Would it last as long? Would it, would it, would it whatever, if they had an older male who had gone through similar things and had come out the other side and could show them the way? Absolutely, I think it would make a big difference. I think it would be different. Having said that, life's a cold bitch. Life is life, man. 
and you're not guaranteed anything. So on that basis, every, every person, I'm not even going to put it on a gender thing, every person, regardless of your circumstances, I mean, if Helen Keller can fucking learn how to communicate, not sit in her own shit and piss all over herself and cry, she had more reason to do that than most of anybody I know, right? If she can figure out how to be an inspirational person to the people around her, and she can't hear, and she got people like touching her hand and all that shit, then I certainly, as a man, have no business sitting in my own shit crying about whatever, regardless of my circumstances. So, so what I'm saying is, is, would it have made a difference? Yes. Having said that, everybody's responsible for themselves at a certain point. 100%. Because there's people who've been in worse situations. And I'll be real with you even too. And I'll be real with you, Chris. Like, in a certain manner, if you really want to succeed, like there's, I think there's media, mediocre success. Mediocre success is like, I'm making 100000 a year. And a lot of people be like, what? 100000 That's pretty good. I mean, what I'm... But if you really want to be about about it, right? Like, you want to be truly successful on, like, a level where... Then there's no room for wasting time. There's no room. It's never too late, but there's no room. Uh, uh, and, and you got to... And, 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 and I know sometimes our listeners get mad when I get to this point, but it's true. It's true. You're either doing it or you're not. Right? 100. Like, that's it. And if you got, and you got to be clear, like, Vince, what's the dream? What's the goal? Where are you going, bro? Like, what's your goal? You got everything. First of all, this is, if anybody knows, wherever we go, Steve, where you've been, Vince. Yeah. Like, we went to that, what was that restaurant? The Rose? Yeah. Went to the Rose, right? Yeah. All right. Everybody was like, oh, you're Vince's dad, and they they love Vince at the Rose. Like wherever we it's go, everywhere I go, this guy. This guy's bro. fucking famous because he's a good looking dude. Like let's well, not bullshit. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, but he's also a good looking dude. There's a lot of chicks that had that like when I used I used to talk to Vince or whatever, and the chicks that I would be would be like, "Who's that guy?" I'm like, "Don't worry about who that is. <laughs> Don't worry about that." So my point is, is what's your goal, Vince? You got to have a dream, bro. We know what Crisps is. He wants to be a fucking... You want to be the... What do you want to be, Chris? You want to be... I want to be the person that everybody remembers from second grade, third grade, everybody. Like I said, I want to be a mediocre $100,000 business office suit. Like, you know, I can't be that. You want to be an artist, no? And you want to be a successful artist, no? Successful to me is a different thing than successful to other people. Yeah, fuck the other people. Tell me what success is to you. Don't don't man, like don't I be said, shy. I got, I got big dreams, man. I got big then dreams. Then say them. Yeah. Have got, some balls. Nah, and say no, hey, no, see, no, see, no, see, no. I honestly struggle with this, so I, I, I'm still pretty perplexed. Now let me ask you a question, Cena. When, when you're a successful artist, do you have your own label? Yes or no? Has to be the boss. That means yes. <laughs> that means yes. Okay. Do you have your own jet? Yes or no? No, I, I wouldn't even mind renting one like twenty five thousand. <laughs> yes, like I mean straight up though. But that's like the kind of things that like you know I see. Like I mean obviously I'm very far from that right now. I mean and, and that's why I'm talking about like when I say I know myself. Like I I know my situation. You know I don't need people to tell me like my low life or any of that kind of shit. You know it's like I need those people to see me in the future. And like I mean. Let's you keep, you it, need people to see you. It's, 
I want to. I, I got. I got a list, man. I got a list, and to be honest, like it, it might sound kind of funny, but man, sometimes like yeah, I feel that way. I like you guys talk like I walk around, like I walk around, man, with with this. Uh, I, I walk around waiting for somebody, pretty much like I, I wait for these opportunities, like negative or positive, like to come. But I'm pretty much like I go to sleep just with with this stuff on my mind, you know, thinking about making this music stuff, and I'm like. That's like that's like the, the you know to that, show them you're saying to show these that that's like that positive stuff that you said like that music is what supersedes me you know it's like what what makes me what makes me feel like all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day man sometimes like yeah I feel like fuck it you know kind of stuff and it's like when I feel like that it's like man I, I I'm waiting pretty much for like waiting for the opportunity to show them I, I'm waiting to. to I'm waiting to, to do like yeah, man. I'm Everything you sounded sound great except for drop the he word waiting. I'm walking around every day. I'm every day walking around waiting for somebody to come approach me or for somebody to hurt me or to hurt somebody. Like to be honest, that's what I'm waiting for every day. So it's like for all what? that all that other stuff is for just what? like it's waiting just a positive. It's like it's a dream to me. To be honest, I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Clear. He's saying that that he's got a dream. But then he thinks, or he's waiting for what did you say? To prove him different. That's what he's saying. Yeah, I mean that, that's what I would hope, Basically. you know. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm not, I'm not right there. So it's like all this stuff, man. I'm just, yeah, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm gonna keep it 100 right do here, it. man. I gotta jump in, man, because like, this is, this is, uh, you know what? It basically starts with being humble, and and and, and letting go of, of bullshit, and yeah. letting go of 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 not going to sleep with the with the resentment, and not going to sleep with the hatred, because we all have hatred, yep. we all have anger, and we yep. all have issues, and we and life's already rough as it is, man. Yep. The sooner you let go of all that shit is the sooner your life was going to turn around and turn up. And, it's and, not and, about and, it's not about angry about people. There, just, there, there's a society. There, there's a, a, a Trump person in office right now. There's Christian people out there that don't don't even believe like in sharing their food with people. There, there's, there's, that's true. There's people out there that, that but don't that's have them, food But that's them. Day. You don't have to be it like them. You can be yourself. That. I know who I am. It's like I said, you have to have this sociological imagination where you know your own well, you can be in that, you self, can keep being that your, person your, it's, it's only called, gonna take you so far it's called your, your bibliographical your, your bibliographical your bibliographical perspective which is your own life and then you also have to know your historical perspective which is what's going on in society where you stand that so it's like obviously me where i stand that is just a little person in the, you know doing this little rap shit and this and that back in the day i'm a student young hispanic artist all kind of stuff going on so it's like I haven't fell into any of those statistics yet, but it's like my own person is a battle against all of that stuff. My own person is like I'm not. I'm not. I happy. think you're like, your worst enemy. Happy. I am. I am. I am. And yeah. as long as you're your worst enemy, you you know what you want. You know Lux, and you know uh, we all know right here. As long as you're your worst enemy, you're never gonna get to where you need to be. That's why I wrote in one of my poems like it's pointless to read the Art of War by Sun Tzu if you don't know you're your worst enemy. Correct. Like don't even fucking read that book. Yeah, correct. Don't even look at it. And and that and that's the fucking truth, man. Because as, as, I know that that was going on for me. As, right now that I had all that anger, all that hate, that shit didn't get me anywhere, man. Yeah, I couldn't even uh, see past past beyond my my corner of my block. I couldn't see beyond my my neighborhood. I couldn't right. see beyond yeah, different stuff. I mean, I'm I'm trying to gather if it's like I'm gonna prove them wrong. Is because that's what I'm almost taking as like I go to sleep just I'm just ready for that day when I can prove them wrong. All the people that knew me when I was a kid and some of them like, and listen, it, I, if that's where it's at and that's kind of like, 
I mean, that's a fuel too. Yeah, I've seen people go. It is a fuel, but just but it's you know the level of resentment that's attached to it is another thing, you know. And there's a high level of that. I mean, right? Anger, anger, and listen, I'll say this too. Anger can fuel a lot. Anger can fuel a lot, and it can also stop you too from getting to where you can. And you make a great you make a great point, cranks, and that's a subtle point, but it's a good one. No, it's and it's that's that's what that's what. That was leading me to get to where I'm at today. Right. I'm not sitting, sitting here saying that I'm a successful person or that I'm this and this and that, but I'm free. I'm free from all the bullshit that I used to, that I used to run my life. Right. I'm not. Right. Dude, I'm, I'm you know what? Definitely Some not. people are in jail and they're not even in the cell, man. Th- that yeah. is so true. We were just, what were we talking? Yeah, I can't remember absolutely. what we were saying. And you they're going to stay that way forever. And I want to acknowledge Chris, you know, for just saying, just admitting, like, you're saying you're free right now, and crispy nuts be, bird. and crispy nuts uh, is being honest and saying I'm not, I'm not at this moment. I'm not, and that's real. That's true, and that's valid. Like if that's really where you're at, that's really where your your father went through a process. You're gonna go through a process, Chris, and whatever it is. And to be honest with you, as much advice as we all have to a certain extent, and we've seen some stuff, we also can't completely say what it's going to be for you entirely chris because you got you're a different person you got your own life you're doing your own thing right of course right but can you see where your dad's point which is like at some point the anger you got to let it go because it does wind up hurting more than helping do you do you see a validity to that i mean like like i said um you know my uncle you know just got out of jail Um, yeah at the same time you know the other day i was watching the thing was like the guy said, you know, I was walking around for a long time, wanted to hurt somebody before I actually hurt somebody. You know, and it's like, at the end of the day, like you said, you know, about, he knew he was wrong, you know, when, when, he, when he got shot and, yeah. and, you know, he kept living that life. Yeah. That goes through a person's head, you know, of course, when they're doing wrong things. At the end of the day, you know, you just try to do what you can, you know, to get by, but it's like, um, maybe the best thing I could do is just be honest about yeah. like and that's probably all I can do for now is like I don't I, I look look that and that's why I'm acknowledging it like it, like and I think it's good cranks that for for Chris to be like you know what I don't maybe I don't have figured all out cuz I am still angry I'm it's still very angry. good it's very good he can be all, uh, as angry as he can as he wants to be but I'm just saying and he has his issues and he has his right to be angry right and that's on him right but I'm just speaking from from what helped me out right as soon as I let go of that anger and that resentment my whole life turned around Right, I that's agree. Just, that's just me. I'm speaking and, for and myself. So I, I don't, and, and you know what? And I don't see, and I don't see like, just, just. I've been through, you know. Of course, you know, you're not always mad. You, sometimes you don't always have the same friends, you know, for the rest of your life. Of course, but, but I, I can't see how. Um, the, the way, I, the way, I, man, like, I, I've been recognizing this problem that I've had since I was a little kid. I was always angry, you know. I was always angry. Yeah. Now the thing I could probably do is just be angry, but be angry in a productive way. Right. So, I mean, and that's pretty much like. Now that's interesting. That's so, so, well, so. Don't talk about it. Be about it. That's how I see it. Right. But what's interesting about what he's saying is what Chris was saying is is that he's saying, look, uh, I'm trying a new theory. I got a theory. His theory is is that I'm gonna put the anger in a productive route. I'm gonna say instead of taking it to the street or doing it that way, I'm gonna put it in a, an, into a productive route. And I think. That, that everybody, I'm not saying, listen, uh, I'm saying that's a valid theory. Mm. It may not prove out in the end, 
but he obviously has to he has to see it of course right but let me let me say something and lucky could, could be a he can jump in on this yeah we've spent most of our lives sitting there being mad and angry and trying to validate what other people thought about us yeah and, and it got us where did it get us it looks yeah where no did it get us no it got us behind bars it almost took took our lives out mm-hmm. it it I'm going to keep it real. It didn't get me anywhere. Right. And the same motherfuckers that we're going to sit there that we want to get validated from or, or right. that we just say we're going to prove them wrong, them motherfuckers are pieces of shit today. Right. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one step further. I go with that. Thousand percent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one step further with what, what, what you said, uh, Cranks. And that's this. One of the reasons why, and you got to look at this, Chris, and you got to look at this, Vince. One of the reasons why these guys have... A credibility or authority or whatever you want to call it from what they've been through is that they've they're still here to talk about it okay yeah, yeah. all right so on a certain level it's longevity or okay? chance whatever longevity and i'm not saying as to what reason yeah. chance let's say it's chance because the lucky are even loved in this society so it doesn't matter okay <laughs> The luck are even love. Right? It's true. The hard so, luck. So <laughs> the hard luck. So so, but it's longevity. So Chris, I want you to look at this. And I want you to think about this because this goes. This goes to everything. If somebody has been in an industry for twenty years, no matter what it is, twenty year doctor, twenty year lawyer, twenty year chef, twenty year whatever, twenty year attorney, that all of that twenty year soldier. 30-year soldier, 40-year whatever. Longevity in anything is what creates the authenticity and the credibility. Even, even longevity in the wrong places will create authenticity and credibility that people crave. And the reason is, is because there's a certain level of authenticity from time. Like as long as something's been around long enough, the time factor alone lends a credibility. So while it may seem like it's the dirt, it may seem like it's the da-da-da, it may seem like, in all actuality, a good chunk of it is just longevity. Like, these guys are still here to talk about it. They're OGs. Some of our friends are triple OGs and all that stuff, and that gives them a credibility. But you, Chris, could have credibility in the rap game if you actually were in it for 20 years. Yeah, that's true. I'm not worried about credibility, though. You're not. I'm worried about money. Money but, is credibility. But, <laughs> I, but but how do you get to that to that to that money point? You got to go out there and establish your credibility and 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 work hard for it. Yeah, right. You don't get the money. You, 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 you don't. You don't get there by thinking like, oh, this motherfucker over here is thinking about, or how am I going to get back at him, show him, prove him different? Do you, dude? Let me tell you something about money in America. Money in America. Okay, if you if you think you understand how it's working right now, I trust me, you got another thing coming, cause it's bigger than you than you even think. In fact, Steve was bringing this up when we were talking about narcos. Steve was saying like, isn't it a trip? How like it's weird, but somehow the government needs drug dealers and they allow a guy to rise to the top, and then when he gets too crazy, they just pluck him out and they just have another guy rise to the top. And I told Steve, I go, that's how you know the government's the master. It's not that they're going to eradicate this problem. They're the master because they get to decide how and when and how long someone's going to stay in a certain area. And they can replace that guy just as easily. And the person who's rising to the top, when you look, when you look at Pablo Escobar, when you look at El Chapo, 
When you look at Felix Gallardos, or whatever the fuck his name is, those guys weren't entirely clear on that yet. They didn't realize that they were a pawn in a much bigger machine. They didn't see that. They were actually carrying bricks for real motherfuckers. The real gangsters. Which That's right. Motherfuckers yep. are, uh, that are in the White House. Right. So when we're talking about money and, and, and credibility and how those things line up, those are things that you got to study like a real science. And you can't get that science by listening to other. Because most people, I'll tell you the truth, if a rich motherfuckers are not telling other motherfuckers how to get money, Rich motherfuckers are, are not telling other motherfuckers how to get money because they don't want to make it any easier for anybody else to get money. They ain't, they ain't and, helping. And plus, the, the way they're getting it is, 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 is through a scam or through a, uh, through a they're hijacking the, the whole thing, you know what I mean? So right. they're going to give the blueprint away. Or, or, and I'll tell you this one, or they're such an inspirational figure and they're so true about what they do, they are getting people to follow and help them out in a larger, bigger goal. That's true, too. So you can, right, get people to line up behind your mission. So if I said to Vince, did you see Vince's eyes when I told him that my thing is to help Americans fight advertising? He was like, what? My point is, is if you can do that and you can be about it, like Crank says, and you can enroll other people into it and you can go to it with passion, then you can actually get other people to help out in the project because you can't get rich by yourself. You got to have other people working on the project. And you can either do that through slavery <laughs> or you can do that through inspiring people to believe in what it is that you're doing. But they got to believe in it. I think people believe in me. I believe honest, in you. To be honest, you know, I don't think I don't even think I'm a good rapper. Like, I'm straight up, like I'm not a good rapper. That's that's not what people like me for. People like me for for being the motherfucker that always comes through. Correct. I mean, that's true. By the way, there's a lot of talented motherfuckers that ain't doing shit, and it's the person that shows up on time and, every time. And there's half-ass motherfuckers and rappers or half-ass motherfuckers out there that have. No kind of talent, but you hear the got shit hustle. because they got hustle. There yeah. you go. You said it. Yep. Up. yep. Because they got yep. commitment. Yep. Because yep. and they and they're humble and they and they straight tr and they stay they stay true and they take they do other shit that other people don't don't do. They're not sitting there thinking about what the fuck am I, is this dude doing or or what yep. or. That's right. And at I agree. some level, they believed what they were doing. Right. At some level, they envisioned it happening. You only go do what you envision happening. You know what I'm saying? It's true. You got to have clarity on where you're going. If you don't believe it, it's a wrap. I don't care what anybody says. If yeah. you don't believe a thing, that's you true. can't get, you can't. Because if you, I have to see it. I, I, you can believe it to see it. But everything that's happened that's been good, like at some point in time, I saw it. And then I just worked towards it. Does that make sense? That's how my life is right now. Even with us, anger stuff that I'm talking about, that's how my life has been, you know? That's how my, everything that's happened, I've seen it, like, I've seen it coming. It's crazy, because, you know, like I said, my uncle got out of jail last week, after 20-something years, and, you know what, I always, I always looked forward to this time in the damn calendar. I always looked forward to this time. You know, I never knew that I'd be going to school or any of this kind of stuff, but somehow it still feels like everything's okay, you know? And um, little by little, you know, you see, you see, Bigger, you know, like you said, you finish one thing and look back like, damn, that was possible. Shit, now you see a bigger thing, but like. Everything's possible. You know, on it's, anything. It's, it's, just got to just gotta believe, you know. 
I like, really believe that. You just got to believe. Well, wait well, a second. You well, got to no, believe. I, well, I feel like that's part of what Chumahan's like whole aim is to like aid Americans with is that like we're getting sold this idea more or less that anyone can do anything. And I think on some level that's true, but on a larger scale, it leaves what it's selling is like dissatisfaction to people. Totally. That like that then therefore people are dissatisfied when they have a eighty thousand dollar a year job and they have their own spot and they're like everything's quenched as far as like things they want and things they need. Everything's quenched, they're nourished. Um, but they're still not Satisfied, uh, yeah, and they're fulfilled. Probably, and they, and, and let's be honest, a lot of us won't, won't be satisfied. Well, let me put it to you this way: I, along with what Vince is saying, I do agree with. I think it makes sense to me because when you're told constantly, repeated uh, thing that you can be anything, you could do this, you could do that. Because not everyone can. And can. Not only that, but you are not being facilitated in finding out what your thing is you're just being told there's a wide open thing so of course when you're constantly reinforced well you could be anything you could be anything it might make it really hard for you like we were talking about that day on passion steve Mm -hmm. it might be hard for you to actually locate what your real passion is it might be hard when they say come to the buffet for you to find out what's the thing that you it's your favorite food that you could eat every day and then yeah you get your sense sensory sensual aspects taken care of right like you said eighty thousand cubicle could be worse i'm not in you know wherever syria but the truth is is that you are no not one fucking step closer to being anything about what you really want do you know what you really want do you know what you're passionate about? come on vince i mean i'm fucking uh i I'm clueless. I feel like there's like so many different routes that I. Do you hear that? I don't know. I, I'm clue. I, I like. It's, I've known this though because he's sharing. I have it with no clue. Me. I mean, look. Yeah, I. I on some level, I want to like go back to school, get a master's, and probably a doctorate, and become like some type of like a professor or, um, yeah, become at at a community college level, but. At the same time, it's like anyone who can critically think can like see how there's like that maybe is too far fetched or maybe I'm I'm cutting myself short like that. Maybe I should seek out other like maybe you don't. It, it's just like any just if you apply any type of critical thinking to like a dream, you can see the holes in it. You know, I mean, and whenever honestly evaluating my situation, it's like how the fuck can I be super driven or focused on like one goal? I like, I, for me, I, I, I just can't, I don't know. I can't okay. So it. check this out. So I just got done saying when you were raised in a culture, that says you can be anything. It, it's an oppressive question. Actually, it's an oppressive thing. Why? Because it confuses people as to like, well, the, what if I choose the wrong one? How do I know which is the sign? How, where do I go? Da, da, da. And now we're hearing Vince say like, I kind of think I want to be a professor, but I, I don't know. It's there's there's all these different routes and na 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 critical thinking. This is what I'm gonna say, though. This is what I am gonna say. While you can critically think about a dream and see holes, that same critical thinking faculty can see the solution That's to those true. holes. That's true. That's so, true. So it's so my my where I'm at in my life. I don't, dude. Right now, I'm sharing game to the entire fucking podcast. Listen up, cut the Listen shit. Up, cut cut the, the shit. shit. First and foremost, I believe, I strongly believe this, 
that in that especially in this age, I listen to motivational speakers, Les Brown, Eric Thomas, uh, T.D. Jakes. I'm not a Christian, but I still listen to T.D. Jakes. Uh, Jim Rohn. I listen to I listen to all. I probably listen to five hours of motivation a day. Why? And I'll tell you why. Partially, if for no other reason than to have subconsciously like feeding your mind positive messages. Right, okay. okay, so that's number one. So you can't sit at home and isolate and then like think like, oh, I'm gonna think my way out. But of but, I, but I feel like that that's also just part of your nature. I don't think you're choosing like you just that you just happen to be someone who like likes that more. But let's say it's true, but I'm also recognized right because I spent a lot of time not listening to motivation, and I can tell you this: the question of am I that kind of person or did I choose that? It you doesn't can act, matter. Doesn't matter. Because you used to drink a lot of fucking booze and not listen to any motivational speaking, right? I listened to motivational speaking, but it was demotivational speaking. It was like <laughs> no. the wrong shit. No, 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 no. You, you were already had. You already didn't. You already have. But you were also already getting your masters in screenwriting. At that uh, but there point. was a time when I wasn't. So, so there was a time when, dude. Did you see my Robin Hood fat kid picture? There was a time when I was fat, drunk. And in isolating on a couch, eating cheese stuffed crust pizza, watching TV for hours, bro. I love that shit. So, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. So, what? So, at what point in your life, or what motivated you to to jump out of that, to snap out of that? Okay, I'll tell you. It was when I looked at myself in the mirror and realized I was turning into my dad. And what were your actions like? What 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 would you would you do different or what? What was it? Or Hold on a second. So I grew up with a fucking dad that I swore I was not going to be anything like. Now, this, I don't know if it's God, my brain, whatever. I had the presence of mind at an early age to be like, you know what? I'm turning out just like that motherfucker. Uh, wait, how, how old were you? 2002. So I would have been... Well, you were 42 at that point? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not that old. 2002, so born in 75. What's that? 27. I was 27, I looked in the mirror, and I was honest with myself, like, you ain't, you ain't any different than that fat, junk fuck that you're turning into. That's how, that's how it happens. That's how it happens. By doing this and thinking you're doing the same thing different. That's how it happens. And so... Uh, careful what you say you're not going to be. Well, 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 it's one thing to say you're not going to be it. I, 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 now I'm not. Now I'm not like that guy. But you know why? Because I was honest with myself to see that I was going down the same path. See, the problem with kids is, and all of us, because we were all kids at one point, the problem is, is everyone thinks they're doing it different because they choose a different color or they just slightly in this direction slightly or this is slightly different. But if you were to really be honest with yourself, like... Why, 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 can't, we see, why can't kids see themselves? Honestly uh, see themselves. Because they can eventually. But what I'm saying is the first blind spot is is that you think you're doing it different for a superficial reason. You pick a superficial difference. You don't pick a difference in the actual form. So for you, Vince, right? You're saying like, well, you know what? I'm not getting tattoos. I am not doing, I'm not a tattoo <laughs> guy, right? Yeah. That's a superficial difference. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's not yeah. any different than being self. Now, if you're aware that you're self-obsessed, if you have any kind of respect for the little kid that was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. If you have any kind of honor for that little kid that was like, I'm not going to turn out like that, then you have no excuse 
to research how to combat selfishness and start employing and taking those actions whether you believe them or not. Like there's no, there's no, there's no anything else about that. Right. Because you already know how it, it might end up and, and whatever. And no disrespect to you at all. I'm just saying. So kids can't see because they make a superficial a pussy difference. They don't, mm. really, they don't really look at themselves. That's number one. And that's all humans. We have a hard time seeing ourselves. We can see other people. We can't see ourselves. Second is they make a superficial difference and think that's good. And they're falsely, like, they sell themselves a bill of goods that it's going to be that easy. A lot of young people, and, and old people too. Let's not even age it. A lot of people think it's going to be that easy. Oh, it's going to... Nah. You know what? The reason why I listen to T.D. Jakes is because that dude is real. Life, you're either coming out of a storm or you're in a storm or you're leaving a storm. And that's what life is. You just got to This is what I tell people, man. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead. Somebody should. Life is like a a road, man. It's it's full of dips, holes, and bumps. And and if you don't know how to maneuver through all this stuff, you're going to crash or, 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 or... or, or catch a flat, but if you catch a flat, you just keep, fix it and keep, keep going. I mean, keep pushing. And the thing is, 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 so, what I'm saying is, is that for for me to make that change, I had to be real with myself. And when you're real with yourself, it fucking hurts. It ain't. It's not. It's not like in the movies where you're real and then there's a montage of you working out and then in about half hour you got abs. Right. It's not really like that. It really, when you're real with yourself, is Wednesday and you got a hangover and your fucking room's a mess and there's so much to change in your life that you are almost like, I, where do I begin? Where do I begin? So my point is, is that, um, is that, is that if you if you really want to, you have to have a commitment. You can't be half-assed, trifling, fucking doing it. And then that's how you wind up with half-assed, trifling jobs. That's how you have, wind up with half-assed, trifling house, half-assed, trifling salary, half-assed, trifling recording career, half-assed, trifling fucking fans, half-assed, trifling fucking. You can't. You can't. You got to get sick and tired. You got to get to a place where you are sick and tired of being a loser. Yeah, you can't you can't be on either or this side because if you're on that side, you're half stepping. Exactly. So it's either got to be 100 or or not. Miyagi, hundred, hundred, a hundred. If hundred people were sitting here and you pose that question, saying like, "Do you agree with that?" A hundred out of a hundred people would agree with you. Absolutely. However, I think, and I'm probably part of it. Yeah. A little side thing. No, no. I, I, uh, I would say, I mean. 95% 95% of us, and I'm probably included, would rather settle for mediocrity solely because of comfort. More wrong. 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 I would say, wait, you're saying wrong. you're saying 95, 95% of the people on this planet don't settle for mediocrity. I'm, I'm saying wrong for, I'm not saying that. I'm saying wrong for the reason. Wrong. The reason why people settle for mediocrity is because they are fucking trained to settle for mediocrity. They, they're yeah. raised the by mind, in a the, the, mind, the mind seeks comfort no no I don't believe that because comfort has to be taught comfort has to be taught you talk to the Spartans about comfort <laughs> you talk to the Spartans uh, what I'm trying to tell you is is that you're right in what's really going to happen but, but uh, what I'm saying is is that we're how we get there how we're get raised there. in a culture 
and, are, and, 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 and everyone here is exempted, but most of us are raised in kind of like half-assed, mediocre families, mm-hmm. right? Like, like the parents are kind of half-assed. Okay. So the kids are going to be half-assed. Right. So you're, if your mom comes home every day and she's like, woo, I did what I had to do, nine to five, and then she puts her feet up and drinks a little bit of wine, what the fuck do you think the kid's going to do? Right? So yeah, they're going to think that's comfortable. But if you were raised in a household with a passionate parent who was like, I love life. I'm putting my all into it. You might actually be more comfortable actually living life to the fullest. You might actually look at, because this is why, some of the comfort things that we've done bring us guilt and shame. So you would start to piece together like, oh, that's actually not that comfortable because in the long run, I've wound up not feeling good about what I did and I hate myself. So we have learned to love to hate ourselves. That's true. That's what I'm saying. So, that's true. So you're right. 95% would. But what I'm saying, it's because this culture, and I'm telling you right now, this is why I'm so passionate about this whole thing about advertising. Because kids are, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but kids are not taught, right, like critical analysis skills until they're in their masters. By the time they hit the master, up until then, oh, you want to watch violence? No problem. And I'm not even against violence. I'm not against it. Yeah. You want to watch fucking dope dealers? You want to have mm-hmm. a rapper talking about hell? You know, I got so much dope and I got hoes and look at my fucking grill TV. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, go ahead. You can do that. But, but, do you know what the list of logical fallacies are? Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to wait until they're, you know, 25 and if they've made it that far and they're in some master's program and they're in debt, then we'll teach you that. So my point is, it's like, I'm like, fuck that. The reason why this country and the people and humanity are where they are is because we're trained to be hopeless. We're trained to enjoy mediocrity, right? We're, tr- we're given just enough to not, like, cut the heads off all our leaders, but mm-hmm. not enough to start questioning and taking the power back for a government that actually belongs to us. And what I'm saying is, is like, the governments need street culture. Why? Because they need to send a lot of young people down the wrong path for a while. Because those are the kind of people that are going to wind up carrying the shit for a lot of other people whose kids, by the way, Bush Sr., his son, Bush Jr., had a drug problem, had a drinking problem, right? He went, he, he, he got a DUI. He, blah, 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 blah. But when you're not in the street and you're not broke, you got so many second chances that you could be that kind of fuck up and make it to the president. And actually, have such a bad another white fuck up after that that people be like, you know what? Bush Jr. wasn't that bad. Compared to Trump, Bush Jr. was a genius. So my point being is is that that power needs, and it it started off as a racial thing, and there's still racism. I'm not saying there isn't, but I don't even think it's that anymore. I think they just need poor people to fucking do the drugs things and do fucking all that other shit that they're not going to do because the level of wealth... The real wealthy people, we don't even see that. Like the, like the real legit wealth. Like the wealth that you see on TV, that's not the real wealth that's actually out there. So people are shooting for like, oh, I want to be like this. I want to be like, maybe I'll have that. It's all affordable luxury, which is not real. You're wealth. not even seeing the wealthy people. Right. And their whole get down. You, we don't get to see that. Right. So my point is, is that so, but if we had a, 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 a lower class of people, like that's what I think MLK was doing. I think MLK actually mobilized a large section of people through people believing in what he was saying and through nonviolence to actually change something. And we can't get together like that right now. We're, we're, 
Do you think about that? Think really think about that. Like, well, we, nothing's at risk now, like it was then. I, I would beg to differ. I would say that we've been in a pot that's been slowly boiling for so long we don't notice it. But like, if you really look at it, women's uh, sexual rights, like the the abortions, all that stuff, right? Like, however you feel about it, that's going back. We have Trump, who's cut all the environmentalism shit. You have people who are making like 15 bucks an hour and where everyone's excited like that's the new minimum wage but if you know anything you know they ain't cut nothing like you 15 bucks i ain't shit okay and public education i believe that part of the reason why there's so many shootings at school is because uh the government uh, certain people in the government want it that way so you feel like i can't let my kids go to public school to defund public school and get them out of that so that everybody can um they can control what kids are being taught about history because they're trying to get rid of racism. Like, like in, if you're in a public school, there's certain things you're going to be taught. Evolution. You're going to be taught about slavery. You're going to be taught. The reason why they want to change public school and get people out of that zone and defund it, make it scary and something bad and have bad teachers in it is so that kids now get more homeschooled. And when they get homeschooled, they can be done through private organizations that are going to even filter out even the shit that's already... Like, the history is going to be lost. Yeah. I believe that's what they want to create. I believe that 1,000%. So my, my job, like, so, so what I'm saying is, is people don't know how to, how to actually have a movement. People mm. don't know. I was just thinking about this the other day. They were talking about like, like, like people think like I'm empowered because I can do lift and another job. But that takes away so much time for you to evaluate yourself to work on yourself now you're working two jobs that's not empowering that's, that's slavery you're not, you're, not learning any, you're not learning anything you're making somebody else money a hundred percent you're not learning shit by driving somebody else around you're being a, a, a and during the 60s they found out that when you have young people that have too much money and too much time on their hands and too much education they start fighting for shit and they say like we'll get the fuck out of vietnam yeah. we ain't doing yeah, that yeah, sorry yeah, 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 yeah. they figured that out they figured out, like, whoa, we need to raise the price of school. Everyone's in debt. We've got to freak them all out. We've got to drive wages down, mm-hmm. right? We've got to make everyone feel like they're lucky. If you, you're lucky if you just have a job. Suppress the young people. And, and that's how people are now. The young people run around. They're freaking out. And then they're handing the future over to these tech billionaires, right? They're saying, like, okay, well, we'll let tech, these big, giant tech firms, they're going to determine how, we're gonna, how payments are going to be made. Because work's changing. The more automated it gets, it's like at some point regular workers aren't going to be needed. What you think of as gentrification is is going to be like like ginger beer compared to what <laughs> really happened. I went to the mall the other day. There was no, nobody in there. Exactly. A, lot of, a lot of the big places were, were closed. Right. And that's why there's a lot of homelessness and that's why there's a lot of people out there because people that just don't know, they just settle for less and said just that are making those $15, they can't pay rent. Right. Right, and that's why you see all those things about people who actually have jobs and they're actually living in a trailer or in a, in a camper. They don't have an apartment, and they're trying to make it sound like, ah, uh, you know, our, I'm, 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 what do they call it there? I'm not minimized, minimalist. I'm a minimalist. But that's the same thing as being poor. That's just painting a smile on a turd. And I'm not saying there's, nothing, there's anything wrong with minimalism. There isn't. But I'm saying that there's less of a choice than people really think. This is the reason why bacon's on everything. The reason why food has become a luxury item now is because it's another affordable luxury. Same thing as coffee. 
How can you, why is everyone all about eating this disgusting food right now? Because it's the only luxury they can afford. They really can't do much more than that. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. The system's changed and it's changing more. So this is why I'm saying, what are we going to do? What, what am I going to do? Am I just going to be a fat cat lawyer on the side, take care of my own, right? Fuck it. Join the club, right? Or am I going to get on a podcast, say crazy shit? I mean, man, I don't even know. And it's only going to get worse, bro. You're right. It's Crank's only getting right. worse. It's Crank's only right. going to get worse. Day by day, it's getting worse. If, they, if you're not, if you're, if, if you can't see that happening right now, man, then you're stuck and you're lost and you're you're in some other land. I got to believe that Crispy Note understands, like from the perspective of hip hop, what's happened to hip hop. Like I got to believe that Crispy can kind of see, like at one point it was a, an empowerment thing and like consciousness raising and all sorts of stuff. Now it's like a fucking commercial. Most shit's a commercial. It's a fucking no, it, it, circus. It was, it was probably always a commercial. I mean. Somebody has to make money out of it, but do they? Depends who do they? It wasn't Chris? about yeah, making yeah, money I mean, back then. You, you, don't you think, could you, make you, money. You think Grandmaster Flash made made money? Uh, no, not a lot. Not no. a lot. Okay, Sugar Hill Gang. Maybe not Grandmaster Flash. Sugar Hill Gang made 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 less. They're, they're, okay, okay. Exactly. People didn't do it for, they're, they're for the, the ones, money. They're the ones that, that made less, but they commercialized it and sold no, it. No, they, no. they sold it. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Sugar Hill Gang. I ain't even talking about that. I ain't even talking about that. I'm saying, yeah, you got to make money at whatever you do, but what's the message coming out, man? And I'm just telling and, you right and, and, now, they funnel it, hear, and you didn't hear it. Funnel to, to I, materialism. I'd rather, I'd rather not make any money if some blood sheds, if some blood's going to be shed. I, I'm saying, and dude, I'm just saying, you know, you they commercialize. You, 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 you know all the money in the world, man, and, and, you just, know, and, just, and, and you know, I'd rather you, have peace. And you know what they say about gentrification? You know, they, they, I, I always see people always talking do about it. gentrification. Do it. Gentrification, they age. Oh, and it's always some Hispanic people or something like that. I was talking about stop gentrification. Well, you know what happens if you stop gentrification? Go ahead. That means people are going to get shot again. That means people are going to be poor again. There's going to be more people doing drugs. And it's like... There's more people doing that shit that, right now. Except, what, 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 but, but, but gentrification doesn't solve that problem. It just pushes it into another neighborhood. I've heard, I've heard yuppies... I work in San Mike. I'm a barber, right? Go I, ahead. I've, I've heard yuppies sit there and tell me... I'd rather have the gangs back than to have all these all this homelessness going that's going yeah, on. Yeah, and they, they never they never, they never seen nobody get shot in yeah, front they of did. the house. A lot of people. And uh, you're not gonna sit there and tell me I've heard three or four people said even look up on the on that website that it's a micro problems. I'm not about I'm not against the cities getting better so that you can walk. I I, I am I am. No, that's what I'm saying. I I, I, I am because cause, cause in order for that stuff to happen, that means that Hispanic people and black people are going to be gone. No, no, no. No, no it doesn't, ha- no, no, it doesn't no, no, have to. You cut me off. It doesn't have I'm to. Not, no, no, you, it, you cut me off. I'm not against the city getting safer so that families and can walk around and go through Venice and everything. I don't have a problem with that. But that Whatever doesn't you ha- want to call that it. That hasn't happened. Okay. But what I have a problem with is if you're going to if you're going to erase erase the culture of that city okay the culture involves violence no it doesn't there's more violence right now erase the the culture of that there wasn't Mm. all that violence going on in in 1920 over there well, hold on, 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 hold on. Let's stop. Let's, let's there was just, not, hey. no, Betty Guns made in 1920. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold no, on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, when you're removing the culture, when you're removing the culture, and you're making it so that the people can't afford that built that city to live there, that's what I'm against. Hold on, hold on. Just hold like on. we can't afford to live there. Hold on a that's second. Yeah, hold on a second. So, so Steve is making a great point. He's saying, like, I don't want the people that got history there that actually had families and, and whatever. 
I don't want them to get pushed out or priced out and then it get whitewashed. But 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 Chris is making a good point, which is like you you say all that and that's true. But let's be real. Part of the culture is violence. There is violence in that culture. And I'm going to agree with that, too. And I'm saying it's not an either or. It's not an either or. It's not. My point in trying to elevate the consciousness of people is that the people that are engaged in the violence, right, those people can be reached, too. Those people can be talked to, too. Those people deserve to be. I mean, my point is, is that the reason why I think, for instance, hip hop or any kind of art, I'm not against hide. I don't want them to get rid of um, history in the sense of like, I don't want to say like slavery didn't exist. I do. And I think we should actually read about all the shit that went down. That, 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 the, that people actually committed against other people. Why? Because if we don't keep that in mind, we will forget that we're capable of such evil and we will be less vigilant against those demons inside of us and we will allow ourselves to go down that slope. And what I'm saying right now is I actually believe we're on that, that path. I think we've erased enough history that people don't know how many guns were made in 1920. Yeah. It wasn't barely. Yeah. It, wasn't it wasn't barely, barely made back then, bro. They had a lot of time. Sister, Colt Col 45 was 1911. When was the Gatling gun made? That was the Civil War gun. That's right. And when was the Civil War? In 1860. Right. Now was the gun they used to kill down Indians. You want to talk about violence and how this country, believe me, I'm fully aware of how it's made. But my point is, is if we erase the history, then we can't be vigilant. And then we don't know how dangerous it is. If we erase the history, it's going to be bound to be. be I'm not. I'm not advocating guns or any of that stuff. I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying. Just like this rap culture, you know, you can't be out there rapping and not expect people to get like. That's what it is. I mean, you can't talk about a street life and talk about a rap life. That's not maybe right. Not the right context, but just this whole gentrification thing. You know, it's like. I'm not. I'm not advocating the violence, you know, because obviously when that comes, our people don't don't. Right, don't it hurts make it, don't, don't, hurts yeah, us. it doesn't. It hurts us. But the reality of it, the reality of it is that if you want to tell everybody to stop gentrification, then what's going to happen again is there's going to be shootings again, and there's going to be riding on the wall day, again. Bro. There's not shootings in Santa Monica. There's not ever it, shootings. There hasn't been no shootings for like the last five damn years. Crime is It's not gang. It's not gang violence. It's not the same kind of crime. It's, same it's, it's white on white crime. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it is the same it's thing. Santa Monica. Look it up, man. Santa Monica is the third, uh, the third uh, city in, in California that has the most uh, crime right now. And I also, and I also want to throw in that the shit that cops do to people should be considered gang crime. Of course it is. They, people don't. They're the they, biggest gang in the world. Exactly. And that's legit. And I'm not saying there isn't a place for police officers. I'm saying there is a place. But the way it's being held, the way it's uh, being okay. done now, it's not, it's not the right and, way. And, and this is just another example. You know, so say people that, that say something like, you know, I guess whatever they want to say, when a police officer, something happens to a police officer, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to feel any kind of like, and, but that's the kind of principles, whatever, you know, you got to, if you. What are you of, saying? Say that. Say that straight. If you come across, if you say one thing, then you have to go by that. So if if I don't like police officers, then that means when a police officer gets shot, I don't, I don't, I don't care. To be honest, you know, sometimes I I laugh. 
Okay, I don't know if I agree with your proposition. This I don't is, agree this, with that shit. This is a proposition you're because making. Because those police officers have families, and and, no, no, and they're and, not all bad. Yeah, your proposition. Just ignorant, bro. ignorant. Your proposition is that if you say one thing, you gotta go the whole way. Then I'm saying to you, like that, that's not exactly true. There, that's not even how law works. That's not how reality works. Reality is one of the first things that I learned eventually about reality was that like for every rule. There's like weird exceptions. It don't matter what you say. Life, because human mind is finite. The human mind is finite in the sense that it is representational. We can't see everything that's out there. That's a given. We know that. Sensory data is the only, one of the few ways that we know this world, and we know that sensory data lies to us in certain ways. And you can't see it. Go ahead, Craig. Hey, Chumahan, I'm, I, I got to say this, man. Go ahead. And, and you too, Big L. Uh, uh, Vincent and uh, Anthony. I'm gonna just say it like this, man. Uh, we're going off on a whole different subject, and I love it. And uh, <laughs> it's like this, man. It's about what are we gonna teach the parents or or the fathers that that, that are doing bullshit today? And and uh, you know what? Honestly, I'm just here to say, man, that there's a better way, and the consequence there's consequences to your actions today, man. As a father, you know, if you have kids, man, think about what you're doing today, man, because those things are gonna it's gonna it's gonna and I see it right now. We're seeing it right now. It, it brings up hatred, and it brings up, it's, 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 it sets that seed inside, you know. And, and those roots, those roots come out, and they're not good roots. You know what I mean? They're, and I'm and I'm guilty of that. You know what I mean? So, but 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 what I'm seeing here too at the same time is that I'm seeing a conversation going on, right? This is quality time, actually. If you really think about it, Chris, this is like quality time in the sense that we're hearing what you're saying. He's saying what he's saying, and imagine if the father-son relationship was like this, which was a testing of ideas, a hearing out, a trying out, right, wrong, whatever, but finding out about each other and what each other really thinks, having real com communication, real conversations, I think is a very healing thing in the sense of you might find out. Crank's like, oh, you know, my, my son feels this way about this, and okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm maybe I'll take that in and think about it for a minute. Or Chris might be like, you know, my dad is on this thing, and you know, he didn't quite understand what I said, but I'll, I'll, maybe, I, maybe it's the I way I said it. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, and that's so, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. To, to, to some extent, I'm taking full responsibility. I take full responsibility, and to so another extent, hey, at the end of the day, you're your own man, and there's consequences and repercussions to your actions. That's true. That's absolutely true. 100%. And by the way, let's just really, another thing that I was thinking about is how, how the adolescent, the, the teenageation of the American male in this, in this culture. I mean, we got a kid that's 24, 25, whatever these guys are. You know, about 100 years ago, you guys would have already had a family and kids by now. You wouldn't be still trying to figure out life and what's going on. I mean, we've aged up being young-minded in this society greatly. And, and alleviated a lot of responsibility for people. That's everybody. That's including me. I took a long time to figure out what I was going to do. But when my grandpa was coming up, by the time he was 18, right, he was a man, meaning he was in charge of his life. And How old he, was Sitting Bull when he had to shoot the buffalo? <sighs> Dude, uh, Sitting Bull was 10 years old when he shot a buffalo by himself. And he didn't have a, a saddle. He didn't have anything. He was using his knees. They were bareback back then. And he had a bow and arrow. Bare, bow and arrow. And he had to shoot the bubble. And he was 15 when he was taken into battle with his dad. 
And the re- one of the other reasons why he became a man was because when he went into the battle, the highest honor you could get in the Lakota Sioux at that time was to go into battle and touch somebody with a stick, your enemy with a stick, and get away. Yeah, that's right. Battle of Little Bighorn. Actually, he didn't actually fight in that. His people did. He couldn't get on the horse. He was the horse kept circling away from him. So he actually didn't he actually didn't do any of it, but he was there. And he actually had a vision. And his younger people didn't follow the vision and he believed that is one of the reasons why they had to be pushed off and they got uh, a lot of bad things happened to him. But going back to this thing. So imagine, really think about this for a minute. You're 15. What were you doing when you were 15, Vince? Fucking, fucking, fucking jerking off to Sears fucking yeah. lingerie magazines, dog. <laughs> what were you doing, Chris? 15, what were you doing? I had a girlfriend. I was selling weed. Yeah, selling weed. Yeah. Imagine being 15, right, and going into battle with the guys and having a stick and running up to your enemy. Oh, I was fighting, too. I was doing that kind of stuff. Maybe not a stick, but. I would have followed suit. Shit, if I was in that time, I guarantee I, I would, I'd be doing I, Any of us, if we grew up in that time, would be doing that. So that means it's very arbitrary how you're growing up now. That means that you have an opportunity. If you are recognizing that you would have done that then, then what you're doing now is just following what the man wants you to follow. I, I, I disagree, though. I don't, I don't think, any, I don't think any, anybody, um, I don't think everybody just has it in their blood, just like, just like the same thing that's going on today, it's like, even in my, whatever situation, you know, I feel every day it's just in my, like, everything that's going on is just in my heart. It's like, straight up. Well, let me tell you this. The Cherokee, you know what the Cherokee used to do when they wanted a, man to, uh, a boy to become a man? Hmm. The father would blindfold his son. And we're talking they're like 13, right? Take him out in the woods, blindfold him, and sit him on a stump. No food, no water. For the <laughs> entire night. That's gangster shit. He and what? He, for Maybe the entire, they, he'd have to sit there like this for the entire night, blindfolded in the woods by himself, all the noises and everything. And he, if he, he couldn't leave, and he had to sit there. And if he didn't cry out, and he kept his mouth shut, and he was able to stand that, then he was considered finally in control of himself. And that was what that was about: was about being in self-control. And then that would be another way. Another thing they would do. Uh, they would take, you would go on a vision quest and you would go up with no food, no water up a mountain and for four days and four nights just be alone in the wilderness. You weren't blindfolded. I'd rather sit on the stump all night. I mean, dude, you know what? <laughs> when, you're blind, too. when you're blindfolded <laughs> and you're sitting on a stump for a long time, like time probably slows way the fuck. For man, sure, I but bet. at least you don't know what the hell is coming at you or at least you don't see Bigfoot I want I, I, I want to do a I want to do a vision quest that's what I want to do I want to <laughs> see some crazy shit I can't get high anymore so I want to go food up, deprivation food like and water that's great good four luck. days good luck and they got it they have a they have an organization that you can do that here in California an Indian <laughs> what Steve. Did we start saying about this time oh <laughs> around this time let's see what what should we I'm trying to think about like what we should go out on Let's not go out on any drugs or alcohol. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, what do we say about this time? Oh, well, Crispy Notes, my seed, Vincent Luciano, my homeboy Cranks. 
listen, we 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 started on one page and jumped to another and jumped to another, and I, I said, as uh, Chumahan says, we, it was a bunch of good dialogue. We're uh, a little bit all over the place, but we we got to have some good father son dialogue. Thank you, Chumahan. Thank you for kind of all like of you guiding, you know, and and prodding and and you know helping us bring some things to the forefront. We may have to do this again. I think for sure. This is this show. This might be a two part. This might have to be split into two parts because we're like at almost four hours. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank everybody for making the time to come down today and spend this time on the show. Thank you to all of you. Let's see if I can find the right fucking oh, song yeah. for this year. Yeah. And uh, here we are. Keep keep vamping, dude. I'm okay, almost there. Oh, <laughs> keep, yeah, yeah. Cranks, what did, what did you think of this, Cranks? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it's more than I expected. It's uh, something different. So I found something out today, man. What did you find out? That I got I to gotta do some more. So I got I to gotta work at, at, at some other stuff that is going on. You mean? As far as uh, as issues that haven't been resolved, I guess. You know? Right. And uh, I just got to be a better person and, and learn how to communicate. That's a valuable lesson, man. It's a very valuable lesson, man. And that's something I've never, ever done in my life. I, I'm learning how to communicate today, man. And, uh, and I'm going to be honest with you. This has been, it's, it's been, it's, 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 this is all new to me. I and love it. Dude, this song makes me want to cry, man. This yeah, is a too. fucking I'm heavy I'm song, I'm man. I'm too, but I'm... Oh, but overall, this is good. You know why? Because uh, now I know how, 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 how my son feels. Uh, and I know how how I can make things better, you know? I could just be a better example, and I could just do the right thing. And uh, it's not easy, and I'm not a perfect father, you know, but it can be done. I want to say that uh, I'm very honored to have been a part of this Crispy Note. I'm very honored that you shared what you felt and what you thought. Vince, I... Oh. <laughs> Vince, I want to say that I'm very honored to have heard you and your father speak. Cranks, uh, I feel like I got to know you even better, and uh, and I love you, Crank. I love you, man. Likewise, man. It's a beautiful thing to see you guys talking, and, and Steve, man, you never fail to surprise me, brother. I love you, and I love seeing this. I love you, too, man. This kind of, I don't think people, I don't think people, I don't think fathers and sons get enough, like, Attention in terms of the conversations between them. It's so important. You know what? And uh, I want to I want to tell my son that I love him too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, I might as well tell Vince that I love him too. No. I love Stop <laughs> it! God damn it! Shut no, that man. shit up. Hey, we don't got to put that macho shit on today. You know what I mean? Hey, just keeping it real, man. Yeah. You know, just, right. I just want to remind Chris, him. You know? Do you love your dad? Get on the mic and say, I love you, Dad. Come on, Chris. Get up. No, come over here. Get on that mic and say. I do. I do. Say, I love you, Cranks. (laughs) (laughs) Say, I love you, Dad. Everybody knows I love my past. No, say, I love you. You're still filtering it, bro. (laughs) Say, I love you. Hard to say. Listen to the song. You you know, you can't say it. You got to prove it. (sighs) 
All right, guys. All right, guys. Nothing wrong with that. That's how you feel. That's, that's how you feel. Yeah. All right. That's right. Keeping it real. Yeah. That's, that's right. right. Hey, Chumon, I love you, dog. Yeah. There we go. Hey, hey, man, dog. Chumon, you're the man, dog. Look yeah. at you. Your little baby girl's telling you she loves you. Hey, and the buffest, the buffest vegan you'll ever meet, dude. Thank that's you. Hey, another thing too, man. I love when you when when you when you do your little sayings, your little your little riddles, your little. I know you like that? Hell yeah, man. That's all. Don't tell him that, dude. Chubahan strictly speaks in similar. You guys got to follow this guy on Instagram, man. This guy, man, comes up with some, some, man, some real stuff, man. So Thank you, t- tell, You tell have to wake up at 6.30, though, to catch the stories. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm waking up at 8 o'clock. It's like, this came out four and a half hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's C4. Partner, man. Yeah. yeah. Listen, all right. And, so and Mike. Goodbye. Mike, oh, big talking Mike Angelo, man. Mike. Mike shot pictures this whole time, bro. He's been good looking out, Michelangelo. Kicking it, shooting up a That's storm. Right. Michelangelo, big Mike came through. No man. pictures. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's on, right. Say it. Say, give us a shout out. Yo, man, what's up, the Hard Luck family? Chew on hot. Got big lucks in the building. We got, we got, got little Vince in here, man. You know, everybody just much love here, man. And just need more of this. Of, Father and sons just talking to I each other. I saw you man. crying, bro. Like, yeah, you were like wiping to, your man. tears, that's man. That's real shit. It's real talk. And All it's right. like, you have to get in contact because in today's society, we don't get enough of this, man. We're just pretty much shoved out to the wind and deal with it. Right. You have to have a man show you the way to be another man. And that's right. what it's about. Right. Yes. And also remember, it's okay to disagree, but respect each other, too. That's right. That's, that's right. That's All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike drops some knowledge. That's bro. real talk right there. Yeah. That's real talk, man. Yeah. All, All right, right, guys. We're going to let it go. Let it go. We're going to let you guys out here with Cat Stevens. Yeah. All right. Hasta la vista from the Hard Luck Show. Adios. He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon